0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Hunt Hard Talk Free, hosted by CoreLane Sporting Goods, and this episode is brought to you by Ballistics Custom Turrets, the most affordable, most precise, and best laser-engraved turret on the market for your long-range shooting needs. Uh, on this episode, I've got a guest that you could say I know fairly well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. This is Roman Nelson, <laughs> and um,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll let you jump in and just, if you want to get into how... How we know each other? Yeah, well, thanks for having me here. First, uh, you know, I I seen you guys had posted and said you wanted to have people tell hunting stories just outdoors, and I thought, well, I've got I've got a few good ones. Got <laughs> a little you know, bit of outdoor experience. Yeah, um, you know, my mother, she was worked at the high school, and that's how I knew you. But also because I've been coming to Coeur Lanes since I was a child. Like it was always the place to go for, like that was their hunting store, right? And and my dad worked went to school with tim and rod and so it's a small town each other <laughs> exactly yeah i mean all, uh, i've known who your
0: family is the majority of my life yeah growing up in the store seeing yeah. you guys coming and going but then uh what 10 years 15 years ago is when i really met your mom through work yeah. when i was a teacher there and, yeah. and she was working there as well and kind of got hanging out with both your parents and then of course then you and your brother got to know you guys better as well yeah. just just through the the connections yeah but uh Aside from working with your mom and and always sharing hunting stories, because both your parents are avid outdoor people, oh, yeah. uh, hunting, fishing, yeah. just outdoor lifestyle. Your mom's yeah. horseback. Well, both your parents big yeah. into horses and yeah. and if you name it, they're they're doing it and they've been doing it since you guys were knee high to a grasshopper. Well, yeah, taking like, you into the backcountry, snowmobiling in minus thirty degree <laughs> weather in Silver Sands. Like the, the stories <laughs> that both your parents oh, would tell. Yeah,
1: me. yeah, that was that was interesting for sure. I mean it. it <laughs> You know what, though it's it's so relative because I grew up that way. I didn't really think any like too much about it, I guess. Like it was kind of that well, just that's what you did. Yeah. We had to get out of there. If we didn't have enough food for any for another three days, like we probably you know, we would have been okay, but it was getting dicey. <laughs> and it could have gotten colder. You know, when, well, let's talk about
0: that. Well let's start with oh, tell so, me, tell me a
1: story. How old were when you? When I I would have been I'd probably about eight years old at that point. Maybe nine, because I started riding my own snowmobile in there when I was nine. So we had an old 340 Yamaha Ovation. And, yeah. and uh, so I, I probably was probably eight or something like that. And uh, we went into Silver Sands. My dad was working for Horst Minderman, who owned the outfit uh, that had those cabins, the five cabins. And at that point, they were being utilized. So they were in great shape. Uh, Randy Bedell was in there. You know, they had their, they packed horses in there every year. And you could still hunt grizzlies. And, of course, that was like giant moose. And, like, you know, and and caribou. You still could hunt caribou in some of those regions. Yeah. Things like that. So it was a lush. And and it was a playground. It was beautiful. So we'd go in in the winter during winter break for school. We'd stone in. We'd, you know, two, three families in there. We'd all stay in the cabins. We'd stone every day, ride around, getting pulled around on sleighs, asking our parents, bugging them to death. They're like, pull us again, pull us again, you know. And it was great, and uh, but the one year when we were in there, it got cold, like cold and cold I've never seen since, like cold enough where it was freezing rum outside, <laughs> and we had a gauge and it said minus sixty, wow, and I believe it because it was so bitterly cold that snowmobiles would not run. They so when you went in, could it
0: have. would have been. Minus 20, oh, minus Oh, not even. Oh, okay. No, it
1: was probably minus 5, 10. Like it was temperate. Like you start getting up higher, it's actually usually pretty nice. And, yeah. and you drop into that nice valley where the cabins are. It was always, it would get a little colder, but most of the time it was nothing Yeah. compared to that. And, you know, when you're a kid, you don't, you, you notice we're in there a little longer than normal. Like we were supposed to go back these, this day. Well, we can't because it's too cold. We can't get the snowmobiles running. Well, we don't have any other way of heating them up either no so my dad you know my uncle walt randy they're all trying to get the machines going trying what they can they can't but it was also too cold to ride out for kids Yep. and uh so you'd be
0: freezing your fingers you'd be well, freezing your cheeks yeah
1: like yeah. and it's not a short ride in there it takes no it's on, oh, i man. mean the new sleds you can mock in there in probably
0: half an hour but the cabins would they be 20 25k oh at least yeah, yeah. for sure i've been in there quite a few times i've never paid attention to how many and k you wind the through the trees
1: Yeah, and then it's starting to cross a few creeks, and I mean, it's it's awesome riding. So by the end of it, everybody, I could tell you could see the tension, like with my dad and Randy and everybody, where it was like, hey, we're we're in a situation now. We're like, we got to get out of here. Minus (laughs) sixty, food's running out. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: cabin full of little kids. All you know, we're getting bored. Everybody's getting stir crazy. Yeah, you know, I remember they went outside with the twelve gauge and just fired shots off just to you know kill some time and you know, who could shoot the Defender with a slug in it, and, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. and uh, so the finally, it was starting to warm up. I think it got to about minus 40, and now it's like, oh, it's T-shirt weather. <laughs> so <laughs> there was some hot water used, and, and they built a box, and they filled it full of sleeping bags and put all the littlest kids in there. How, I, many, kid, how many kids are we talking? Well, it would have been my brother, um, six kids in there probably. Oh, wow. And this is being pulled by a 1980-something Everest snowmobile, like a 503 fan. Yeah. You know, the wide track, 16 yep. wide. And so we start going out of there, and I'm riding with my mom on, a, like, a Formula 500 snowmobile, same engine, 503. And I'm cold, too. Like, we can tell. And, like, the machines are starting to knock, like, you know, twin cylinder, all of a sudden, one carb would start to freeze off, and it was just, blah, it would sound like a tundra. And you're trying to climb up out of the trees. Yeah. You know, we, we made it out, and... The kids were all thought it was great because they were warm inside oh, the, Bundled
0: know, up in sleeping bag and, boxes.
1: You know, we got back and, and I <laughs> just remember, you know, fire, you know, the trucks wouldn't start for a bit, but Silver Sands Lodge was open then still. Yeah. So we all went in there and had some lunch and, you know, the guy helped us and we had tarps and Herman Nelson's and stuff like that, get the trucks going and, and got out of there. But I think about it now, there was no, I, I'm sure you could have got sat, I think there were sat, there were sat phones then. Yep. Yep. but nothing nobody had anything like no, that not, they weren't cheap it, no and they didn't work most of the time
0: either <laughs> yeah, batteries
1: did batteries and, and they signal like it just yeah. so that was a really fun experience but now i think you know if i was taking my kids in there i don't know if i could it would i would love to and i'm going to yeah but i that would always hang heavy in my mind like yep. when we got to go we got to go you know <laughs> yeah, sure. it was great yeah, you know and i haven't been back there and i mean the cabins obviously they stopped guiding out of there so they start dilapidating things like that i uh, was in there oh, two seasons ago yeah and yeah
0: no they're they're getting pretty run down yeah it, it, it would take it would take a, a crew of guys to fly in for a week to kind of the one the one year right up
1: we flew in there and or sorry flew in there we, we snowmobile in and we get up to the cabin and you can just see stuff everywhere and the doors ripped off. Grizzly had gotten in the cabin. And this was in December. So he was still like I don't know when he would have done it. It would have been like they must have got a lot of snow because it wasn't a huge amount of time in between. Yeah. But he tore that cabin up. There wasn't really much in there for food. But he went and he bit every single utensil in there: forks, knives, spoons he went in the back laid on an old mattress took a big dump in there (laughs) just absolutely obliterated the inside and left um so we had a big cleanup and then of course the doors open so martin got in there and he liked to leave his treats everywhere too yeah so got the cabins all cleaned out but uh just seeing that like how this wasn't the way he ripped the door off it it looked like he probably just went like this and just peeled it off yeah you know and because yeah. it wasn't a small door it was designed to keep bears out yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> so, what, are you,
0: what are your what are your thoughts on being like you spent a lot of time in the outdoors whether it's back there whether it's yeah. in
1: the peace region yeah and uh, are, do you see lots of grizzly bears uh yes yes and no seeing them is one of those things because you don't see them much you right. see their sign yeah. a lot yeah Around here, like growing up in Puggins Mountain, we'd always see grizzly tracks in the spring in certain areas, but it was kinda like they're moving from where they were denning, probably down on the creeks, and then moving up in a little higher elevation, like up into the Puggins, and then heading back towards the Colebrook, and yeah. basically the Murray, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so we didn't see them a lot, but I definitely started seeing more closer to home, and, I, and I'm sure logging and industry has something, some things to do with it, it's gonna stir them up. But at the same time, um, there there's just a lot of feed for them too, yeah. and they're they're doing well. And they're what competes with the grizzly bear?
0: Nothing. Nothing.
1: Absolutely so nothing. So I have definitely seen more the last few years, and I'm talking about the last ten. And it, and you know, and it even kind of coincides with in 2007 when we got that because I I bought an 3 Summit, and I was riding October 15th in the in the pastures and birch and there was three and a half feet of snow. Yep. Yeah. And that year, so many moose died. Like, yeah. they just got hammered. And it seemed like the, that's when the wolf population took off, and grizzlies definitely started doing better. And then they shut the season down. Yep. And it's not like they had a lot of tags they ever gave out anyway. No. Nope. And it's not like you just go out and find a grizzly. It wasn't that easy. Like, nope. it, not a lot of tags were ever really getting filled. Nope. You know. So, I started seeing more, and the strangest thing is that I, I was working for a company in Tom's Lake, and... I had seen one year six grizzlies, and they were all different bears, hanging around in farmland, yep. you know, eating oats, things like that. Um, the one grizzly I saw, I could I seen his tracks a few times up and down the road. And, you know, when I put both my, like this, in this front pad. Yeah. And just turned in. Bear. He was big. Yeah. And where he was sinking in the mud, I was, and I'm not a light fellow. And I was jumping with my foot, and I couldn't come close to sinking to mm-hmm. where he was. I did end up seeing him. And he was an absolute tank. (laughs) He was huge, like, and beautiful, just giant, dark chocolate. And he stood up, and he was walking down the road, and he stood up, and it looked like, you know when you see a gorilla? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because of the way he stood up, and I was just, oh, his head's, you know, like, just huge. Yeah. But you never, I never saw him again. I'd seen some adolescent ones, like, probably three, four that were booted from their mom. Yep. There was a pair that were hanging out together, and there was a sow with three cubs, and there was another lone one that was a really light colored, yep. and it was. I really like seeing them, but at the same time, you almost think about black bears, kind of just the part of the natural. You got deer, you got moose, elk, you got black bears, and then you got grizzlies. They're the apex, you know, yeah,
0: the apex predator that'll go in and kill off every black bear-, bear. I understand in
1: the area. ranchers having issues because they had been having issues with, you know, you're losing a few more calves. I know out in huggins area someone had like 20 sheep just destroyed by a grizzly bear and they they saw them one night do it like yeah. you know and
0: tom's lake they're bad too and
1: yeah oh yeah they're they're taking out a lot of critters and so it puts a lot of these ranchers in a really sticky situation because it's not like these guys want to go out and just whack bears like no. that's not the case no nope. but when it's your your livelihood and it's always that balance where it's like someone was telling me the other day on the ministry of Forests or something website that there's no grizzlies in this area Around Dawson Creek like this chunk of the piece <laughs> there's none and I thought that's a pretty poor thing to put on your website because that's yeah. not true you know it's just people not if you don't see one they don't exist well yep. that, that's not the case so I, I, as I, I want grizzlies to be here because they're incredible animals they're part of the environment they need to be here to keep the balance but when they start doing too well in an area or they're moving into farmland that's a big problem because these bears aren't get... If you go from Tom's Lake, it's all nothing but bush all the way to Tumbler. Yep. They don't have to be there. It's just easier. So they do learn mm-hmm. to come in and then that causes a problem. And unfortunately, even like for our conservation officers, we don't have enough. No. To actually patrol and help people with things like that. No. You know, you have... There's like three to patrol a giant the whole area. area. Yeah. And how do they keep up? And, and it's... I know that... <laughs> There is illegal activities that go on and, and people make mistakes and that happens too, but um, just the general like trapping bears, relocating bears, they've shown with grizzlies, <laughs> you can't even relocate them because they'll come right back. Yep. They can smell so well yeah. and I, they've got to know where they're at, Like they must know something else or they can feel something. And if they've amazing. slaughtered a whole
0: farm of sheep yeah they now have a taste for it that well, was an easy meal well, that easy. was a fattening meal that was
1: great easy they're stuck in a pen yeah and they're and sheep are dumb like yep. there's not like they know we've bred them to be that way it's not, we want them to be docile yep we want them for a thing as it, we've done that to cows like cattle yep. it's the same thing so they're kind of just sitting there like fish in a barrel really <laughs> you know sheep in a pen so it's it's definitely uh i've seen more grizzlies and i've definitely seen more in the areas that i hunt the last i would say five years and i'm not saying i'm not talking about like seeing some smaller like mature bears big bears yep and i've you know i've had some run-ins with black bears and i've you know i had one really close call and it was all my fault i can talk about that a little bit sure uh (laughs) this is kind of what wanted me to come in here too and i lived in Shetland um i was in as an area where you couldn't hunt with a rifle you can out with a boat, and I thought, "Well, oh, it's great. Maybe something will come through here." One night, my wife says, "There's a, there's a big black bear in the backyard." I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking, everybody sees a black bear. They're like, "That's a big black bear." Bears are so incredibly hard to judge. Yeah, I find like, yeah, you got to have reference somehow yeah. because everyone sees a black bear because they're just so black, and you're like, oh, and you're like, oh no, it's not even as big as me. That's a five and a half footer. But I, footer. I look out the window and I'm like, oh boy you know, this is a seven foot plus bear. This is a big, big, and this is in the spring. He's running like you can tell he's the king of the ring. He's yep. rotted right up. And so I grabbed my bow and I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to get this bear <laughs> like 30 yards in my backyard. In your yard. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so he's, he's in the backyard and, and he kind of, there's a, there's a trail that followed the fence line. And so I came outside of my house and went around and stood by my deck and it was perfect, it was 30 yards, right to this trail, and he was walking up And So I'm like, he's gonna walk right into this window, I'm gonna whistle at him, do something, or he'll stop. He'll, he knows I'm there. Yep. And I'm gonna send an arrow, and, and you know, it'll be done. And he's walking up, and I can see him, and he, he kinda hangs up a bit, and he's just kinda standing there. And I had a predator call. And I'd never used one on black bears, I've called them coyotes before. And uh, so I hit that predator call. You can see him, he, you know, he hears it. Doesn't care though takes another couple steps and I hadn't drawn my bow at this point because I had no I couldn't shoot he was right like a bunch of brush right in the way but two more steps he's right in this window about this big yeah and so I'm ready to 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 pull back my bow he takes another step and as I'm about to draw he looks at me and his ears peel forward and I just saw this intense look and at that same like it seemed like it took forever for this to all happen this is Happening very fast. Yep. And. But everything slowed he down. He just started coming. He just at me. And I dropped my bow because at that point it's <laughs> it's fucking useless. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. Well, just drop him get yeah. up to my feet. Yeah. So I dropped the bow and I grab my, my railing. I spin around and I open the door and get in the house, slam the door. And I look out the door and he's on the porch and he's swinging his head back and forth and he is mad. And my wife is screaming at the top of her lungs, did you, see? he was going to kill you, he was chasing you. And I'm like, I fucking know, I know. So I'm like, I'm freaking out now because I'm like, this bear was, this was not a bluff charge. Right. I've been bluff charged. Yep. By dumb two year olds. Yep. I've been bl- like, and I've had them get mad and pop their teeth and yep. you know, I had a sow go up a tree beside me once. I didn't know it was there and mm-hmm. she's woofing and popping her teeth. But she's scared when they're doing that. Yep. That's kind of the way I felt with that. It was like, she doesn't want me there. And so I backed away. This bear didn't make a sound. It was just cocked his ears forward and just, you could see Lunch. him dialed in on me. And yep. so I'm, house, I'm trying to, you know, I'm opening up my cabinet. I'm wanting to grab my shotgun. Cause at this point I'm like, bow season or not, this this he's, is,
0: this is now he's to gonna fans.
1: kill me. Like he's gonna, <laughs> he could hurt someone else. Yeah, He's not scared of people at all. and fumbling around and by the time i got my shotgun out then i'm trying to get my other cabinet open and get my ammo out and i'm just and the bear was took off back to the yard he was gone yeah i calmed down and i'm like well i'm not going to go after him because this is dangerous i'm by myself i went to the neighbors told them like hey there's a big black bear he just chased me to my house you know watch your dogs like be aware he's here so for the next months that bear would come back and he would just do subtle and, and bears are pretty smart but he'd do some really weird things he got in the box of my wife's truck and you could see that he laid in there rolled around put his feet up on the top of the cab stood up big muddy prints got out uh, he put big muddy paw prints all over this malibu car i had one night um, you could see where he would bed down next to the house you'd see where he would sleep there like it was i this was freaking me out because i'm like this bear has got like a vendetta for me (laughs) or like he wants a piece you know i never did see him again and when we were moving because we ended up moving to dawson this was not long after and we had a big apple tree and i was always good about pulling the apples off and because i didn't want him around right and i came home one day and that bugger broke that whole tree. He just absolutely obliterated it. Broke every <laughs> limb off it, and had a feast. And I was just like, "Good riddance." Like, we so moved we, in like, We're out of here. You moved away, and the bear stayed. Yeah, he won that. He round. kicked you out. Oh yeah, no, he did. That was uh, that gave me a whole new respect for black bears that I I definitely can say that I didn't have before because I'd seen so many, and I'd stalked them. Like I've hunted them many times. I've never. I've only ever shot three. I could have, at this point my license, I had my license, I could have shot over 40 if yeah. I filled two tags a year. Yeah. But I, I'm always looking for a really big one, one that's got some character. You know, everyone wants a huge cinnamon bear, you know, but it's just one of those things. And so I've stalked up within bow range many times. I, yeah. I was hunting elk with my mom and I seen a, we we're walking along and all of a sudden a black bear cub just comes trotting down this little kind of a side game trail. And I'm like, hey! and he stops and he takes off. And I thought... I'm going to go see where he's, where he's going. So I followed him. I followed All him. the way back to his him. mother. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I watched and I and I could see the sow and she was about 40 yards and, and she caught wind and she looked and saw me and just gone. Like they're gone like a shot. Yeah. So I was started feeling pretty ballsy where it was like, well, you know, black bears do charge people. They do attack people. It does happen. You know, I've got my rifle or I've got this and I've got the experience. And after that happened, I understood really well that, like, you, you really don't know. You can understand a certain amount of behavior, you think. You yep. know, you can watch bears, and you can see when they're like, acting aggressive or they're scared or whatever. Um, but I, it made a whole new respect where it's like, you think you've got it under control until it's not under control. Yeah. Because even if I would have had a rifle, the, the amount of time that that had happened, I would have not gotten a shot off. Yep. I would have had to have been drawn and
0: ready. And that's, that's the same thing that both Robbie Austin, who was in here for one of our first podcasts and Jeremy both said, and Jeremy is a big, um, supporter of using bear spray and having bear spray close. Cause he's like, yeah, he would not have been able to raise a gun at that grizzly no. that chewed him up. And Rob, Robbie did raise his gun up and he got, Still. one shot off suppose he thinks into mm-hmm. her and a second shot off at arm's length stretched out as she's coming at him as he's yeah. pushing away and pulled the trigger doesn't yeah. know if he hit her yeah. but had bear spray been accessible and that that was what jeremy said is bear spray is always attached to his chest so if one arm's down the throat of a bear the other one can pop that bear spray off and spray and he's like if i get sprayed in the face i don't care but it at takes out point, two senses yeah where a gun does not like no. if, if you hit the the bear in the the, the face or directly in the heart, you may pile it up. You might feet. fold
1: it for sure. What are the chances, right? Nil. Yeah. Well, yeah, everything's your Davy Crockett. You're going to split your bullet and kill cougar <laughs> and a bear on each side. You know. I think everybody, and I, and I shouldn't say everybody. It's you get too comfortable thinking because you've got a firearm that that's and 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 actually that's really interesting. You say that because I've been hearing that more and more. You know, I I love Steve Rinella. Yep. I, you know, because to me he's the only legitimate. Guy, no, I shouldn't say the only, but the one of the most legitimate guys that goes out and hunts because he shows his failures too, and he talks about when he makes poor shots. He talks about they show them processing. They talk about eating it, how to eat it. Yeah, it's a
0: realistic look at what hunting actually is. It's not a look at me on the Great White Hunter out killing animals because I'm the hero. (sighs) Well, you you get
1: like on the outdoor channel, you get sick of, you know, these guys that are sitting there in their blinds and. They're like, oh yeah, here come some big bugs and the corn feeder starts spinning on the side. And that's fine. That you know, that that's <laughs> nothing wrong with hunting, that for sure. Yeah. But you get kind of I think that's where people come into hunting sometimes thinking, Well, that's what it's gonna be like. I'm just out. I'm just gonna go shoot something. And whenever somebody new I find that wants to get into hunting, they say, Well, I'm gonna I wanna go out and shoot something and they said, Well, first let's start a little bit back from there yeah it's not the whole point of it's not to go out and shoot something yep. like it's it's that is, like that's what we're trying to do like it's let's not goal. pretend yep but i'm not out there to kill something in the sense that like i don't get any kind of thrill from killing something right. i never have yeah i don't feel like you know anytime i've ever come up to an animal and looked at it i feel bad that i i shot this thing that was a magnificent mm-hmm. creature way better than being in the bush than i'll ever be yep and i just killed it yeah but at the same time, I'm just like, but this is how I live, and so and I harvest I it. Feed my. You know, family. I've always put my hand on it and said, you know, thanks, man. Like, yep. you know, good on you. And then the work begins, of course. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but that's all part of it that I I like it because I you never stop learning how you skin something different next time or you you're in a horrible spot and you know it's all part of the yep. part of the and, hunt. But
0: and, and I will say, and I mean that, that's a great point that. Uh, i i'm exactly in the same boat i i do have customers and people i know that are they they love hunting and, and, and harvesting mm-hmm. animals yeah. they, they like to kill animals yeah. there's an excitement for them for me oh, I, i've had a couple what i'd call for me epic hunts mm-hmm. in my lifetime and one of them was actually with your father yeah he took me into a spot <laughs> when i he I, was telling I me about that. that and i was like whew, that's a good one <laughs> harvested now <an elk laughs> three seasons ago yeah and uh won't get into all the nuts and bolts of it, but you go into the backcountry, you put you hike six, eight kilometers up and oh, yeah. down mountains, and to get into an area and then to be able to bugle in and have seven different bulls calling back—that's wild. There's elk yeah. all over the place, just loud bugling and and lining up as I'm calling one in straight towards me down a trail. Mm-hmm. And as I'm lining up, on, I even set my phone up and it's recording just to hear all the sounds, but it's recording me, nothing else. It's, yeah, there, there's no great footage out of it or anything. It's, it's tough. And I'm and your dad's actually cow calling behind me, mm-hmm. and a bull's coming coming at us. And as I'm looking this way. Straight in front, about seven yards to my right, a bull pops his head out, a different bull through the trees and just looks at me. And he's not looking at me, he's looking around. And I'm like, uh, Yeah. uh, And and I kind of look with my eyes, I don't turn my head, and it's like a three by four bull. Yeah. And so, i I finally turn just a little bit and he catches the movement of me moving and hes he, he yeah, bucks oh, yeah. up and he disappears, but the other bull's still coming in straight no on like it was well, it was one was, of the coolest experiences and and so within that weekend when I did harvest that bull, there was excitement there was I, I have the same remorse or sadness for mm. I took a life. Yeah. No, no matter yeah. how you look at it, you took a life, right? Yeah. And it is a big, majestic creature that's, however old, it's 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 outsmarted whoever else or whatever else, and, <laughs> wolves
1: and grizzly bears and forty to <laughs> minus forty, like you yeah. know.
0: And, and to me, the excitement and satisfaction comes from knowing that, a, how, what percentage of, the, of it is luck? Yeah. But I was capable of of outsmarting out doing an elk in its own habitat let's put it that way yeah. and so and, and again if it wasn't for your dad for yeah. his skills yeah. for his knowledge of the area I wouldn't have harvested one that day he took me into an area yeah. that I haven't got well I've gone back in with him once since then right um but again boiling that skull out mounting it on the wall until I really got into hunting I was like eh trophies on the wall I get it not really my thing but until it's different. that one until the experience occurs yeah. you put that up every time i look up at that skull it's that, huh? it's that trip yeah. and it brings me right back to it and yeah. so i mean we then had to hike out and mm-hmm. called lee got the horses and, and lee brought the horses yeah. in and so i mean what an epic day yeah. going in hiking harvesting an animal coming out the CEOs just happened to be right by our trucks when we came out and yeah. we're covered in blood and we had fully processed the game put it in the bags yeah and it was cooling while well, we waited for lee to show up with the horses and then we horsebacked in and out and stuff like, yeah. it was just an amazing day oh. pulled the trigger at nine in the morning got back with the horses and the game at seven thirty that evening like yeah. it was a full oh, day yeah. adventure so it was awesome and so i mean there's excitement but there is remorse and there's there's such a roller coaster of emotions it is and every hunt is different yeah i've never had it's, the same experience the it's same. heavy it's yeah. heavy
1: it really is and and that's where um i think with a lot of people i i don't discourage people from hunting i think it's natural we all want to hunt we all want to be we're animals we want to be animals you know um but i i really encourage people to you know you should go with somebody first yeah you don't need to pull the trigger to feel excited about hunting and if that's the only exciting part maybe you shouldn't be hunting (laughs) you know maybe you should just be shooting at targets like you know what i mean it's it's so i i do say like you know come out and see it because i'll tell you what you can watch somebody that you think you know they hold themselves at pretty high regard they're they're pretty tough and you start pulling the guts out of a moose and that smell all that blood hits you and all that it's a it's an overpowering smell it's still yeah. every time i'm just like oh geez you know the you get in there heavy coffee it's smell that heavy and taste. Yeah, yeah you can taste it almost Yeah. And that turns people green real quick, especially like especially if it's a bad shot. If the guts are punctured, oh, now you got rank. that. Yeah, yeah, and then you're trying to get it out of there as quick as you can, and yeah. blood's pouring all over you, and, and all those things, and and. But, you know, I, I think for a lot of people, start with small game. Yep. You know, if you can go out and you can shoot a rough grouse, and you know, take it apart and and eat it and do everything with that, and you're still okay with that after you've killed it pulled its guts out got covered in its blood yep prepared it and ate it and that still tastes good and that's a great thing then you can be a hunter you know what i mean i think that, you out. should be yeah. because you know a lot of people i actually uh, somebody i know was talking about uh, you know can i get some elk meat for me and i'm like well yeah i'm sure i got some left. and i said do you ever think about going out hunting and like no i wasn't raised that way And i'm like hold on what do you mean what does that mean <laughs> well i i just wouldn't go out and kill something I said, well, you eat meat, though. Yeah. And I said, so you're okay with someone else killing it, right? You hire a contract yeah. killer well, to yeah. do the dirty work. I'm like, well, I said, and that's fine. But it's, you, you don't, that's not how you say it. Yeah. But I was raised like that, I'm a brutal killer, and that makes and you're, me you're inherently bad, me. Yeah. or you're better than me. And it's <laughs> like, I had to see all the heaviness of everything that went on from pulling the trigger to, you know, my dad told me, if you ever stop shaking when you see something and stop because then it's not exciting anymore than what you know what are you doing yep. i still get that same like the elk i got last year was it was an it was an amazing hunt because i i dialed in my rifle i would got some work done to it here i had to get the scope moved back i had to get a picatinny is that how you say it picatinny picatinny right. put on it so i could move my scope back because it was just a little far forward and and it's a savage so it's got that giant action that's three feet long on yep. it and uh you know calling and, and it was in an area we'd gone before and it was kind of set up similar i'd shot an out kind of the same way before called and you could hear him act you know that i love when you hear the the very distinct drop and high and but this was like a ooh, just like that hmm. and if you you could very easily be like well, what the heck was that but knowing from being and hunting enough you like no well, that was an elk for yeah. sure we get down and there's a fence line an old fence line and elk seem to really like barriers they really like things like that because they won't cross it they would never cross that calling them but hmm. if you got in there to the pocket where they were at they would come up to it they never cross. It okay. was a weird, it was just a natural yeah. not natural, but a barrier for him kinda. Yeah. So I got lined up and we did some more calling and then you could hear him kind of going back and forth and like hey, I could be a spike ball. You never know, right? You know, but probably not. And then I get lined up, I'm on a poplar tree, and I'm like, Dad, my cake, like, hey, I'm gonna go back and do our thing. Yeah. And I'm waiting, and all of a sudden I see him. He comes trotting down this trail. I'm like, Oh, there he is. And I'm kind am looking at my binoculars and I'm like, oh yeah, he's a five by five. Perfect. So I get my 338 and I'm lined up and and I'm watching him he keeps coming and he stops at about 120 yards and I'm like, oh, he's going to bust me and he's facing. And you could tell he started, he kind of looked over this way, looked back this way and, you know, he could dad's still calling. He can't see what's going on. He kind of, he's he was interested, but then he looked again and I'm like, oh, he's going to go, he's going to go. Yeah. And I didn't want to take the shot, and I thought, I'm like, I don't want to shoot face on, because I there's there's a lot that can go wrong yep. there. It's a good shot if it's a good shot, yep. I guess, right? Yeah, I, I've harvested one, it was a
0: little 3 by 3 bull, yep. and, it, and it was a 25 yards. Yep. And I lucked out, because I went in through the brisket, yep. and it actually deflected and went <laughs> up. And so Perfect. It, it went heart, lung, spine. <laughs> but... Can't ask
1: for a better shot than that. A
0: little to the left or to
1: the right, and now it's missing the vitals. You blow their shoulder off. Yeah. And they can run on three legs faster than any person can ever run, you know. <laughs> but I, I lined up on them, and I just, I felt this, and and maybe it's just getting older, I felt this really big wave of calm all of a sudden, and I'm like, no, I, this, I can make this shot. And I lined up and pulled the trigger, and you could just hear it. Whack! <laughs> And he lurched back and went 20 feet and just hit the dirt. Yeah. And my dad comes running out, and, you know, all excited my dad gets. And he's like, I didn't even hear the shot. He said, all I heard was the sound of that bullet hitting that bull. Yeah. And we went and found him. And it was just it was just such a, it's still, every time it's the same from when I was 15 years old shooting my first elk with my dad to now. I still pick him up off the ground and hug him. It's the, You know, it's the same same thing, but... Uh, you know i can't wait to take my kids out and and have that that uh with them but at the same time i'm like maybe my kids won't want to hunt either maybe Maybe. it's not their thing and that's that's fine but i i have a hard time thinking that that's the case because they're already asking me about chicken hunting so i'm like well we gotta wait but um yeah it's I
0: i still have extremely fond memories of um fall when we were when i was i don't know uh, between five and ten years old yeah and my dad was working away at camp and mum would take us after school or after she got off work and we'd just jump in her little two-wheel drive car yeah and go drive up into bear mountain oh, yeah. wednesday thursday friday evening yeah and we'd limit out we'd get 10 grouse oh it's easy and so she would wh- whether she harvested yeah. them or she would let yeah. us harvest them and we got to take turns and it's oh, great get out and and we get we'd get 10 grouse in an evening yeah and then carmen and i would fight on who got to step on the wings and pull oh, the yeah, thats
1: everybody wants
0: and to do that <laughs> here i am the little redneck kid going to school the next day pulling the little tendon in the leg look at i brought oh what yeah i brought yeah. for show and tell it's a for grouse sure. leg that you're woo. yeah rest oh,
1: kids, i don't know how, what they thought but and i think around here most kids probably have seen it like similar it's still, or similar styles yeah kind of thing like i still love chicken hunting yeah i still think it's great yeah going you for know. a walk with the 22 or oh yeah yeah uh it's it's still awesome because they're they're a little forgiving yeah <laughs> you know they're not yeah. the smartest thing oh well, everything's got to eat something right Can't yeah be. um but it's still a blast and it's good for kids to see all that and you know when i was a kid like the same thing we'd go out and and uh we'd set a limit so my brother and i were allowed to shoot four each yep because we, we could we could have both got a limit you know if we wanted but there was just no point because we just wanted to eat those and because we could go out the next night yeah they you seemed you like there were the so many and we'd always go to different spots we never go to the same spot right you do a rotation so you're not just wiping out all the birds in yep. one spot or, yep. or whatever you don't and take we, the whole covey <laughs> that's right so we had this old orange cat who was a like a stray in town and we'd got him and thing was a beast he loved eating chicken like we'd skin we'd pull him apart and he was like a dog You'd throw him chunks and he'd eat the heart. He'd eat whatever, the guts. He'd chew the feathers. He was a savage. Yeah, he just loved it. And he'd come with us on our property. He'd walk with us chicken hunting. Yep. And I shot one once with my twenty-two, and I just broke its back and it kind of like fell down yep. like this. And it was flapping its wing and that cat went peeling past me and jumped on its back and grabbed it and just started kicking with his back legs and throwing feathers like out. Like a lion. And, yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> it was good. I, I also remember a trip with my dad that, a little bit later in life but he would take me out and we'd be going moose hunting or elk hunting mainly moose that was kind of his thing to chase moose back then because again there were a lot more moose and less elk back then oh for sure there was and so we'd go chase moose but we'd bring the 22s as well oh yeah and so i mean they were mainly we'll call them chicken hunts with the possible moose here or there but you
1: always bring a rifle because you might see a case case. yeah Yeah.
0: and so we're we're down puggins area and we uh He he'd back me up, we'd get out, we'd go walk up on the chickens. I think he had just given me my ten twenty-two, so I would have been fifteen or so. And so semi-auto. Yeah. And he had his trusty old cooey that was just deadly. Little four power Leopold or something on it. I got (laughs) I got this ten twenty two with open sights, and there was one we lined up on and it it had jumped on a a tree that was overhanging the ditch. So it was like a perfect silhouetted target. We're both lined up and we actually both pulled the trigger at the exact same time. And it was A perfect head like when we went up and picked it up off the ground there was a hole through and through its head did you get it did i yeah no and and he let me believe that i that you got it it was probably the old cooey heavy barrel that was just precise and and deadly but again i remember that whole event as if it happened yesterday so i mean the amount of memories that i've got as a kid that again i hope to do the same thing with my kids if the rules and laws allow us to do it (sighs) in another five ten years
1: yeah that's such a that's such a you know the regulations are there for a reason i'm not going to argue that but who's writing them sometimes like with this moose season i'm not opposed to giving the moose a rest, but what they what in my mind what should have happened was that any bull season that was open yep. they should have closed that 20 years ago yeah and that would have made a big difference and everyone still would have got moose i think like you could have had and maybe you change the antler restrictions or you have a little window still for any bull but it i don't know or it was a draw like it seemed like their numbers got down in that any bull season some years you'd see like you could tell it was like there's no moose here now right like they've all been shot and i mean i can't say that i don't go out and hunt too yeah the what they've done now is like you get the draw great there's still antler restriction Yeah. How stupid is that? Yeah. So so what? So now you're going to have guys whacking uh, illegal bulls, really wanting to leave them now, you know, before people might take the chance. You know, you don't want a moose to go to waste. Like, at least call the CO and say, you know, moose are incredibly hard to identify. I find it to... Count points on a moose is tough. Oh yeah, because you're, 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 <laughs> you're not a ten bad.
0: feet from them. No, and you're trying to look at brow tines or ten points overall or on one side. Or ten points. And when you're looking at one side, is it taller than it is wide? Have they been rounded off? Have they been like? That's there's right. so many. Mature Bull is
1: not going to have nice points up top. He's probably going to only have eight.
0: Yep. And, well, and that's where I'd I'd kind of. Uh, debate you on the fact that mm. i'm i'm okay with any bull yeah for the fact that there are massive bulls that'll never have three brow time right. because it's not in their genetics right and i've i've seen some beautiful big bulls oh, that yeah. aren't 10 points or three brow time yep, so they'll for sure. never be able to harvest no. them so then those genetics get passed on so I, I i would say a there should be like you say the regulations are in place for a reason i don't want to see our resources get depleted no them to be over hunted but when that came in it had nothing to do with moose it had to do with politics it did that, that's exactly and 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 that's where i have a problem with it because mm-hmm. if, if you want to look at um cutting back on the hunt of a species the first thing you should do is do a count and a count yes. is only is, is close right the government it's did a not do rough, that
1: rough a yeah, rough idea yeah, They the helicopter they try fly to fly around yeah see
0: what they see Yeah, and i mean we need science-based Information. We we need to be be making decisions based off science. Yes. And so if you go out, you do some random counts for specific areas, then you have your multiplier. Okay, we saw this many, Mm. but we know that should be a two point four times multiplier. So there's probably this many in that. There's actually that many. And you've done a few random flights to do those counts. Then I I mean, it it all costs money. Oh yeah, and we pay for it. Yeah. But at least then you have some data to make your decision that you know what. Uh, I, I want to say, well, I will say, the Wild Sheep Society did a count after the moose closure occurred. Mm-hmm. And they figured, and, and don't quote me on these numbers because I don't have them in front of me, there's between, let's say, sixty-five to 75,000 moose in BC. Oh, here. I believe that. and, and for sure. And what was reported the previous year for being harvested was less than 3%. Yeah. And they said the numbers that we could be harvesting to sustain and grow the population was like, Fifteen 10 to 15% yeah. or something. So yeah. we were way below where we could be to continue to allow the population to grow. For sure. So it's, I, A, I, I say it's absolute BS that they completely shut it down and just went, to, oh, and they said, okay, so it was 3,500 moose were harvested, let's say, or whatever, yeah. whatever the number was. In, they, in they, the province of British Columbia. Correct. Yes. They cut that number in half and that's how many tags they allotted in the LEH for the following right. year. So 1,200, 1,300, whatever it ends yeah. up being, yeah. 1,500, 1,600. That's all the tags. Yeah. So not everyone's not everyone's, to not do not science. everyone's gonna
1: know. And yeah, a lot of people won't fill those won't tags. not fill those tags because now and this is and, and it's interesting you talk about with the two point thing. So this is where too they I think like Alberta's lottery system where you get your draw, you go out and shoot a bull moose. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yep. I think. Because what we've done in this area is we've now destroyed those genetics because you could only shoot a tripom bull moose. Yep. So all the tripon bull moose get shot. They were common. I used to see lots of them. Yep. Now it's just like with a three-point mule deer buck. I was going to say, rewind you the clock just got on the deer. just got the two, and they yep. likely don't have 10, and so that bull's going to keep breeding because he's still a mature big bull moose, yep. and he's going to keep passing that on, passing that on, so you're going to have, now you're going to have the wolf population. It's certainly going to rise again yep. because it's not like wolves are easy to get. Oop. You know they're they're incredibly smart, hard to hunt animals, yeah, yeah. and and even trapping them, they are not easy to get. Nope. And we don't want to get rid of all of them. No, nope. but they're not. It's not like you're going to go out and they're not strict nine poisoning wolves like they used to do in the seventies and right. places where like. But you were wiping out everything doing yeah. that too. Yeah, you kill all the birds. You kill all yeah, the, you're killing the everything, and, like, and that's it not moves, good. It's dying. Yeah. So now with this, and it was like you said, it was a political. It was just like they hit a button. They're like, "Yeah, this will fix everything," and you're like, "No, it isn't," because your your counts. For example, if you're counting in the winter, well, we didn't see any in this area. Yeah, because they don't winter there. Yeah. Because there's 18 feet of friggin' snow. Yeah. They're actually down here. Yeah. And how hard is it, do you think, to see from a helicopter the silhouette of the back of a moose standing by a spruce tree? How many moose do you think you're going to see? Not a lot. None. No. You know, or you might, but you see, when I surveyed and I flew around in choppers all the time, you'd see moose. And for sure, you'd see them once in a while, but you're only seeing the ones that were like in the open, mm-hmm. and also only if you're looking for them. Right. I'm always looking for stuff. Yeah. A lot of people would be with I'm like, "Oh, do you see that bull moose down there? He hasn't lost his antlers." And they'd be like, "What? There's a moose. There's a moose down there. How'd you <laughs> see that? I'm like, we well, standing there." It's
0: my wife and I on every road trip. <laughs> yeah. Heading <laughs> yeah. into Vancouver, every yeah. field I'm looking like moose deer whitetail muley she's like how did you see that it's it's what we do we look
1: for them you're trained you're you get trained and you don't even think about it where you're always scoping and looking and you notice animals and you notice movement or you know that flash or whatever it is and it kind of i think it's important to kind of keep that sharp because it whether you're hunting or not it's just spatial awareness of like what's around you i think you may see that bear yeah you, may see you that might actually catch in, yeah, him or whatever right you know like that jeremy like that i i read I read about it and i watched i don't know how he's alive oh. that's insane man that guy that got destroyed yeah and i'm like holy <laughs> you're a tough bastard because man oh man yep. that bear she came again and just like mauled him three times yeah. yeah and just oh i like i can't believe it like the will to live though there's something Ew. to be said about that so this is my little grizzly encounter okay i had <laughs> so <clears throat> luckily i wasn't attacked no one got hurt thankfully thank you. so we went up to an unknown location i i, I just don't want to say it because i just i'm that's, that i'm that guy yeah i hate that guy but i'm yeah, that but guy
0: that's every you hunter know? that walks yeah. through the doors of this store i
1: i want you to earn it if you're going to go up yeah. to, i don't have a problem with you going there but you yeah. got to earn it like i you know I, i did a lot of research you talked to some here's some stories like that was kind of what got it started was the stories of like this area
0: zipper lip creek yeah 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 that's it it's perfect i've been there yeah it's beautiful yeah
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. myself and a couple of my buddies three other friends of mine we we're you know we're like we're gonna go to this we looked on the map we're like we can drive pretty close and take the quads we can set up our camp here you know and and we're just gonna walk the river we're just gonna walk up and down the river and we're gonna fish and we're gonna you know and it was a year just like this, hot, dry. The, it was July 15th. That's also kind of why I wanted to come in here, because it's it's very similar year. <laughs> yeah, you know, July 21st today. But yeah, I mean, it's in that kind of zone hot. when we were there. Yeah. And so we got up there, and first day we're looking, and, and just beautiful. The water's low, crystal clear. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. So we get our camp set up kind of close to the river. And first day, we start walking down the river, seeing grizzly tracks, seen a couple of sets that were really big and my buddies are like you know they the one you know they didn't have as much outdoor experience as i did for sure like even just looking at tracks and being able to tell the difference between this is a grizzly track this is a black bear track this is a wolf track coyote you know just being able and even sometimes it's hard in the mud to tell yep but these were certainly grizzly tracks because you could see you know (laughs) and we had talked about before we got there because i said look we're going into grizzly country here This is, that's probably all we're going to see. There might be black bears, but this is high elevation. These are, this is grizzly country through and through. Yeah. So nobody's going to be a hero, John Wayne, in it. If we see a bear, I'm the one who will make the decision on, you know, do we, and and I said the biggest thing is that if we see a grizzly, we're going to leave his space. Yeah. We're not going to push him. We're not going to, it's not a black bear that cross, you know, that crossed the creek in front of us because, whatever we'll just keep walking and even then you know that's that was still at that time when I was kind of like worry about them yeah and we all agreed and I said I'll make that call because I've been around bears and I've had you know a hunting experience and they all agreed and so we'd seen lots of grizzly tracks and we go to these pools and we're catching bull trout big just one after another like it was the best fishing I've ever had in my life what creek yeah <laughs> that's right you know one of them i got was 22 pounds like he was Holy a friggin' pig and this you, was this you know was that all a, fishermen are liars except well you, know me, you might and I'm not take so sh- a couple pounds <laughs> there, here and there but i mean you know hold my hand out like this and the tail There's i could like, couldn't get my hands around and it was fishing. just you know slobbering his head yeah. over like they're they was a big female yeah so they're charging up the river that was the perfect timing right the river was low with lots of If there was a pool, you could just see them sitting in there like sharks. Yeah. And the poor little whitefish would try to get through and just (laughs) get nailed, right? So we're fishing in there and, and, you know, it's all single barbless hooks. So you got to really play it like it's tough because they'll grab it and they can throw it easy. Mm -hmm. But we caught, the first day, we're just catching 10, 12-pound bull trout like crazy. It was amazing. So we're we're on cloud nine. like We're just like, this place is better than we could have even imagined. We only went like a kilometer down the river in the first two pools we were just slaying them like it was (laughs) nuts and we probably caught the same one a couple times but we just did go back in the pool and get back to camp that night and we're good about keeping our camp clean excuse me and uh food was locked in trucks and you know because it was same we had the discussion like bear's gonna get in our cooler he'll just eat all of our food yeah and we kept everything we had a little like burn pile just for garbage like food garbage things like that we tried to keep scent down everything set up the wall tent everything's great you know have a couple of wobbly pops that night maybe a lot (laughs) you know and so the morning and i i I have a a shotgun that i take for defense semi-auto one and the night before i'd fallen in the river crossing it thinking i was going to get to this other pool dunk my shotgun Stood up, lost my shoes, poured it out, <laughs> dried it all out that night, cleaned it everything. It's good, but I slept with it beside me because I thought if something happened, I want it there. Yeah. And I always thought if I'm in a tent and a bear's trying to get at my head, I'm just gonna, <laughs> <boom>. <laughs> You know, you know, it just kind of gives you that little bit more. And I don't a worry. Piece of mind. I don't think about bears are coming to attack me when I'm camping or no. sleeping on the ground. I've done it my whole life, and I've, you know, it's just one of those things. You just got to go to sleep because if it happens, it happens. There's nothing yep. you can do. Yep. So in the morning, I hear uh, my one friend, hey, there's a bear out here. And we we're close to an old logging road. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, is a black bear? No, it's a grizzly bear. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, I start kind of hearing his voice. I'm like, oh. He's like, it's coming into our camp. And I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> so I jump up, and I'm in my gaunch still. And I grab my shotgun, and I, I come out there, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, where is it? He's like, it's right there. I'm like, where? and he points right there and i look and i'm like "Whoa, he's right like he's like 10 yards away hmm. and he's up on this spruce log because i kind of looked past because there was kind of a bit of a hillside there yep. and i was expecting to see him coming through there right but he was already right there now this wasn't a huge grizzly i'd say a four-year-old maybe okay. something like that big enough to oh, kill yeah. killed us all yeah. you know so <clears throat> i see him there and and I yell as loud as I can, hey, and he doesn't look. And I, like I said, this all seems like it took a long time to happen in my mind. Everything slows down. It happens so down. fast. Yep. And my buddy starts walking to go get another shotgun that was sitting on a quad. And this bear is just watching him. And it's just tracking him as he's walking. And I yell again. And he's just fixated on him. And you can see his hair starting to come up, and and i like, this bear is going to attack somebody. So I yelled again, and nothing, and so right, like he's standing right up on this big spruce log, and the root wad's right beside him. Yep. So I'm like, okay, so I pump around into the, so I'm just right there, blows dirt all over the place. Well, he kind of just does this, slowly gets down from the log, mm-hmm. and he starts turning around. So then I'm like, oh, <laughs> how are you not scared of that? So I grabbed the other shotgun and I'm like we got to chase this guy out of here like so we start firing shots into the trees and then he takes off and he whips out of there really fast and but at first you know when I was yelling at him and I had the bead of my shotgun pointed right here between his eyes and because he was already too close at that point like I wouldn't have had time to do anything and even then you think I may you know so but I'm so glad that like I took the time to take that first shot Yep. as to scare him off well 10 yards to is two lunges he, oh he would yeah exactly I, it, you He just don't have like, time he makes you. a decision and he's on you and he left and i'm so glad it did because i didn't want to have to shoot him he was dumb he's young he probably got booted from his mom the year before yep. maybe it maybe that was his first winter he had survived or, or whatever Yep. and um he, he ended up taking off but afterwards i came back and and uh My buddies are all, they're all just pale, like just pale. And uh, they're like, how, how are you calm? I'm like, I'm not calm. (laughs) Like what part of calm? Like, what do you mean I'm not calm? They're like, well, I just, you just like yelled at him and then shot beside him and like chased him away. And I said, well, what else were we supposed to do? See,
0: that'll get eaten.
1: But it's so how fast, and we had talked about scenarios kind of like that. Like, what are we going to do if this happens? Yeah and they're like how do like why didn't you shoot it i'm like well i didn't want to shoot it and it wasn't at that point it was if he took another step it would have had to happen and that would have been really and i'm and i know that reporting it they would have understood that like this is what happened this was not a scenario where we had any other choice this he was going to kill somebody
0: but on the other side they go through the investigations are pretty intense i bet and i'm sure they are i've gone I've, i've had this discussion with three people off camera that have all been through grizzly bear mm-hmm. shootings mm-hmm. that, um, it's a guilty until proven innocent and they go through and make sure everything is correct and what direction did the bullet go through and stuff. And, and we're still working on trying to get some COs in. I want to sit down and have yeah. discussions with them. They're very specific on what they can and can't talk about. They have to vet For sure. questions and yeah. And so I'm still working. And, and again, I'm not here to try and put anybody on the spot and catch them in it. No, it's just, I want to sit down and have these discussions. And hear their side as well but
1: yeah it's because it's so hard to prove like there's gonna be people that see a grizzly a hundred yards down the road and they flip out and they shoot it yeah that happens yeah and that's that's the side where it's like you didn't need to kill that bear yeah and then you have guys that probably should have shot it because yeah. it was about to kill them and they didn't yeah those guys don't get props for not pulling the trigger yeah. like it I understand why they have to really Dial into it, but I think it's 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 not the right way to look at it because people generally aren't just killing them for no reason. No. I don't believe that nope. for a second. No, nope. because if that was the case, there'd be less of them still. Yeah, there would be less. There is more. People aren't going out and just whacking grizzly bears. No. They're not. And if the one's gonna kill you, you know what? It's me or them. <laughs> yeah. Are you on team human or are you on team bear right now? Like yeah. it's not about it's life or death. And. I, <sighs> it's but a contentious issue because you can't like you said you're guilty yep right off the bat you're guilty you killed that animal you killed that I animal without a tag so now are we creating an environment where it's shoot shovel and shut up now and a lot of that does happen of course because you get treated like a criminal yep you know you shoot a grizzly bear and they prove that you shouldn't have shot it you do more hard time than somebody smashing windows and stealing shit out of people's cars yeah or houses or yep. violent offenders yep. who have like oh yeah that guy went to jail because he stabbed some people back in the day but you know he's okay now well
0: probably not i had an p you know? officer come in who darn good guy um has been a customer for a long time yeah mo- moved out of the peace region moved elsewhere yeah um and he's now dealing with a lot of Violent crimes, will say, where he's at now and homicides and that sort of thing. And he's a plainclothes officer. Oh, yeah. And uh, and, and he said um, the, the system is so messed up. Oh. As, as we all know, it is. the system it is, is. Is, is so backwards right now. But he said the only laws that have any teeth right now are animal offenses. It's
1: environmental laws. Yeah. and
0: yeah. An, Animal Or environmental animal mm-hmm. offenses. And... Motor vehicle violations. Mm -hmm. That's it. Everything else is low hanging fruit. Yeah.
1: You know, like it, I'm not like what what happened, you know, I'd seen that, you know, you find somebody that stole from you and they're, you know, you kind of feel half bad that somebody, people don't generally want to be degenerates. Right. You know, some people do. Some people are just okay with being crappy. Yeah. It's nothing you can do. You know, a lot of the, I think a lot of, and I mean, this isn't early down hunting, but with the system being broken, is that, What are we doing? We're not setting up anything to help these people. There's nowhere for them to go. So now we just kind of let them go around and they're doing their thing because they are criminals, because they're trying to survive whatever it is, mental health, drug addiction. These are all big, big problems. But if you were to take these people and rehab doesn't have to be sitting in a room talking about your problem. I don't know. I've never been to a rehab. I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, projecting what you see on TV, whatever, Right. right? Yep. But I I feel like if you took some of these people and showed them, you know, this is uh, we're going out hunting or we're going to survive in this place for 10 days with minimal food, we need to forage, we need to do. That might help a lot of people get through and like feel like maybe you serve a purpose. Like, oh, I could actually go out and do this. Yeah. And the other side of it is that now I'm talking now with violent offenders. Like, let's bring back the chain gang. We should have these guys (laughs) out working brutally hard. Yeah. And digging ditches and doing that stuff, because if you're not gonna get with the program and you're hurting innocent people, then you get you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean sitting in a jail cell becoming more of a criminal and having to Networking deal with all the terrible things that are happening in jail. Yeah. But if you gotta work your ass off every day, that also might make you not want to do it again either. Yeah. You know, I mean there's yeah. no one solution to it. No. That, that's not the case, but this revolving door yeah. of some of these guys have been in jail like dozens of times yep that last year that guy that stabbed all those people on his reserve was a known very violent bad guy yeah and they knew it yeah and he's just walking around so to me it's like letting a tiger out in a store he might not (laughs) attack anyone but he certain today but he certainly will at some point he gets hungry (sighs) so it's getting
0: chewed but yeah and, and and there is no simple fix, like no. you say, because it's w- w- when we talk mental health, yeah. drug addiction, what causes the drug addiction? A lot of times, is mental health or horrific circumstances, or Terrible. just a poor
1: decision, or poor decision. Like there's, it's a,
0: it's huge. We're all one poor decision away from being in the same exact boat, 100%. right? All yeah. of us. Yeah. And so, I, I do have compassion. I've got, of course, I've got friends who are going through it, who have been through right. it. Some that have come out, some yeah. that can't stay out. They come in, they come out, and it's. You, again, you look at the the history. You look at what started it. What what occurred early on in life for them? What did they go through? And and and
1: there's always a story. There's always oh, well, there's it's never just you know so I had everyone wanted to get high one day, so I tried. I just it. figured I'd smoke some crack and see what happens. Like yeah. that's not a thing. I hear it's good you for know. your health. Yeah, it's, it's it makes you feel <laughs> great. It's like you said, it, it's such a big issue that can't be solved in one night, one day. Like it's years, but they really aren't doing anything about it they're padding it like it seems like we have all the money in the world for everything else and i'm not going to say where we're sending a bunch of our money right now and i'm not saying that they don't need help but we have a country full of people that desperately need help yeah and we're not helping them
0: no no desperately
1: in our own country need help
0: and not to push politics one side or the other but everything that's occurred and it's happening all across canada it's, but i'm gonna yeah, focus on dawson creek as well it's also happening in the states
1: oh but <laughs> if State we focus on dr fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know we all know that things aren't going great i hope the best for him i don't want to see anything bad with that that when i say that it's just that, like come on america geez yeah. get your, act get together. your shit to <laughs> you're america yeah like act like it yeah you know
0: yeah but i mean the whole <laughs> Uh, we we've now built in dawson creek we're we're in a northern community that gets really cold yeah. we don't really up until recently have a crazy homeless population year-round you get the odd transients in the summer you
1: better but be really <laughs> up here in the streets. you better be we're yeah. talking jeremy evans Oh yeah we, are, we got jeremiah johnson there you know playing the guitar out in front of the liquor store like you gotta be <laughs> tough to live here
0: yeah yeah but as of now we've now built well we've got safe injection sites We've got, we've put up a lot more housing. We've put all these things into place to mm-hmm. allow them to live here year round. Yes. And so it's brought a lot of crime. It's brought a lot of violence. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have housing for them and that no. sort of thing. But again, what are we doing to help them? Because it's not just they need a roof over their head and a meal, which they do need. Yeah. But yes. now let's get to the root of the problem. And the fact that you can't force someone into
1: rehab is... is I, I mean they need to change that I, I think that you can't you can't like how is it fair for me as a tax-paying citizen I'm not a criminal I've never been a criminal I don't plan on being a criminal yep. you know and where's my, where do I get safety why I thought I was paying for this yeah. to, so that I have this is yep. what I'm paying for yeah and it's not there because it, like you said safe injection sites the whole idea is to keep needles out of playgrounds Out of parks, yep, that makes sense. It's not work, it works to an extent, I think. But you go to Kin Park and you also can find needles there, yeah. I don't go there, yeah. I'm afraid to take my kids to parks now, yeah. And when I do, I walk the whole place, I look on the slides, I -hmm. look anywhere because you never know i know that's paranoid but now it's 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 a reality and i yep. i just have to do it so that i feel better about it when this guy's sleeping in kin park in the middle of town <sighs> that's just that, it and they're not just sleeping no they're high kite they're, okay. they're, they're passed out there and these are not the, and when you're high like like that these people aren't thinking clearly nope they're maybe not getting enough food like they have mental health these are these can be maybe not but they could very well be very dangerous very quickly yep. if someone confronts them um but like you said, it, we're we're kind of encouraging them to continue, instead of getting them out of it. Like we should be looking at no, no, we got to get you out of this, man. Yeah. You know, let's get you Whether on the plane. Let's get you out of here. Yeah. Now all we're doing is like, well, at least here's a place you can go smoke crack. Now yep. here's a place to stay warm. Yeah, you don't want people to freeze to death. But when I was a kid, you know, we had some uh, some kind of resident bombs. I'll call them. That, that's rude, but some old rummies some guys that you'd see around and you'd see them lots right yep. but they kind of just lived at the bar okay. stayed warm you know when, they, they made it through when core lanes was downtown yeah and i was working after <laughs> after school in exactly the seven, winter eight, nine,
0: 10, yeah I'd, <laughs> mom would give me the deposit to walk to the bank or i'd have to go down and yeah. pick up new printer supplies from the store down from tiger printing and stationers yeah. and so i i walked that every day i worked i was going to run around Never whatever. had thought about it and would always say hi to them. yeah and they'd always be friendly and cordial and oh hey hey have,
1: have a good day these are, and these are just people yep yeah yeah and it's just they've made some poor choices but they were harmless and and we also were on the tail end of a generation of a lot of guys that were in the big war and guys yep. that were in some real heavy battles and and you know people that fought in world war Two. We didn't know anything about PTSD, and mm-hmm. even if they, they knew it was a thing, but it yep. was kind of like, well, suck it up, rent yep. ass, get back to work, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but it was a different time, and what those guys did, and what those guys seen, like I had family members that fought in World War II, and a couple of them that aren't here, well, because they, they would be ancient by now, but, but, <laughs> but took their life because they saw things that you can't ever forget or get over. Yeah. You know, I, and some people are, and it's not, and I don't think that makes you weak. I think it's, some of that was just like too much. Yeah. And there was no help. So there was a lot of people that were drunks because they, and we still see it with, with veterans it, where they're... numb the pain. To numb that pain. And yeah. we expect them to go there and do that. And then they come back and we're like, oh, look at you. You're a mess. And it's like, you don't know what the base. horrible shit these guys went through or saw yeah. or have been part of. We have no... You know, my, my wife's uh, gra- uh, grandfather fought in World War II, and he was in a brigade that, at the end, went and hunted Nazis down. Oh wow! Yeah, like this guy was the American deck- or Canadian? Canadian. Okay, he was a decorated man. Yep. And he never talked about the war. Yeah. He wouldn't, didn't even want to, hardly say a word. At towards the end, he did a little more, but you could tell it wasn't something he wanted to talk about. Yeah. So, but now. You know, those guys aren't really around anymore because that was so long ago. Yep. But well. now it's like, have we lost our, like, it's like a blue healer. Do they, do we just need something to do? Is that what's, is that what's happening? Like people just don't have enough anymore and we got to find what that is again, because you can just sit on the internet and see the most magical, whatever you want. In front of you and live that reality you get whereas, dopamine, like
0: you get the dopamine dump you, in a clutch as fix, many times yeah. as you want.
1: As opposed to like you went out and planted corn all day yep. and you broke your back and you did it, but at least you had some food. You didn't have time to <laughs> get mixed up in, in so much stuff. I mean it's not like drug addiction and addiction's never it's always been around. Ever yep. since we started For sure. making booze and finding out what drugs made you high or plants what made plants. you high, whatever. Yep. But I just, yeah, it's, it's very strange when I drive down, you know, I drove past the Orion and, and I looked and there's just people on the street that were really, like, doing the old zombie pose. Like, they were yeah. wrecked. And my kids are looking and my daughter asked me, what's wrong with those people? And part of me wants to be like, well, they're degenerate drug addict losers that are here and they're defecating on our streets and breaking our businesses and causing damage but at the same time, it's like, but I don't want to show that hardness because they've not experienced that yeah. yet. So I say, well, these people have serious problems and they need yeah. help. Yeah. I think that's all I can say.
0: You I, know? I would fully agree that, that that's all we can do is and we have to show compassion. Yeah. And we have to teach our youth. And you and I both have quite young kids. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it for them. No. I'll explain what's yeah. happening and just keep it very simple and 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 talk about it with compassion and that's kind of all we can do and let them know that these people need help and yeah
1: and hopefully they get it and that's what you i guess maybe hope for the next generation is that if you can show tolerance but solution you can't just let everybody do whatever they want yeah there has to be consequences there has to be things but also you have to show that like these are still people yep we should help them but you know it has something has to happen too yeah. like we can't just have i'd never seen any crime like this ever in my life until the last few years yeah where it seemed like it skyrocketed oh it has i mean even you
0: know? just here in core Lanes, i mean we're we've got I, I got a damn good staff in the building there's 25 of us here at any given time yeah gunsmiths it yeah. front end staff there's a lot of us here and so i mean when when people that just seem a little bit sketchy come into the building we provide them with amazing customer service oh yeah yeah what can <laughs> and, i help you with today and, 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 yeah. and yeah i mean yeah. It, we treat them with dignity and with respect yes. some of them end up buying products some do not but i don't need more product walking out the door unpaid no. for because no. that happens i mean when we do year end and look at our losses it's 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 a staggering number of really product that does go missing i will wow. throw it out there but every year it's a little different and we see it go up every now and then. And, and, up, and up. as of right now, without looking at year end numbers over the last couple of years, the amount, well, I'm going to say over the last two weeks, mm-hmm. we're normally between four and 6 PM at the end of the day, normally between five and six, actually right before closing, we will have people coming in every day that we have to be watching. Right. And we have to keep a close eye on. And, and I mean, some of them are, are well known. Right. And I mean, there's social media. We know who, that's who. one thing about social media is now
1: to spread something it's like that yeah
0: and so i mean we're, we're aware of, of some of these individuals but I, i'm not going to say it's every day but it sure is way more rampant than it used to be
1: oh it, it's you know like i i seen the <laughs> the vigilante group in dawson <laughs> i don't know who these people are and i'm not going to this so this guy that was an alleged child predator the father side of me is like yeah, you should have thrown him in the creek too, yep. you know, because it's like, if you're an alleged, you've done something, you don't just get told, like someone doesn't just randomly come up and be like, oh yeah, by the way, that guy's a pedophile. No, yep. no, this guy did something. They kicked him out of Grand Prairie, and then it blows up in the speculation of what's this, what's this, and so this guy got beat up, and whatever happened. Pepper sprayed. Pepper sprayed. Beat with a pipe, and then driven over by the sounds of it,
0: by so a vigilante group.
1: So, is this guy so say this guy is a pedophile then he deserved that in my mind like maybe this will be the thing that like he's never going to do it again maybe that's his one chance because that's what people used to do yep you know back in the day when someone had a touchy uncle they took him out somewhere and beat the living shit out of him, (laughs) and they didn't do it again and if they did well maybe well where'd Uncle go i don't know they must have moved you know just just an example like it's just yeah but it's also like these guys got to be careful because if you kill somebody, yeah. you're a, you've committed manslaughter now. Now yeah. you're a criminal. Yeah. These are not, I don't think that these are bad guys doing this and I understand because we don't have enough RCMP. Mm-hmm. They're tied up with rampant drug use and just that and so you have people with pride that want to take care and protect their property, protect their kids and they're doing something and not all we see is things like marvel movies all these things about being a hero going out and protecting and and that's great but beating people and pepper spraying them isn't right and it's not wrong you know depending on what it is because if i if you legitimately knew or especially if you knew this guy did that yeah it'd be really hard not to yeah you know but i just worry for these guys it's just like make sure you you know don't I just would hate to see some guys that are just really trying to do the right thing get thrown well, in jail for something that really was an accident. And and, and I would
0: say when I first read that, and, and again, it was all over Facebook for how many days of, yep. of him being followed within the peace region. Oh, he, boom, boom, boom. He was in another spot. Someone was posting. Here's this picture. He's on yep. this hill. And when he got attacked, somebody had just posted his car is parked here and he's walking. Mm. And so, I mean, like it was... It was you, he couldn't hide from it no. being in the peace region and the father and me would fully agree like if that was my kid i would lose my mind oh yeah. Over it, right yeah on the flip side better hope what, i don't
1: find you well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but on the flip side
0: what if it's an accusation without and that's exactly behind, like exactly what if i'm a, a pissed off ex-wife and i and and i just post on facebook hey my ex-husband is a pedophile is a pedophile and
1: that happens it does happen
0: or he just walked into a yard for whatever other maybe he was trying to steal something and there were kids out playing maybe he was who knows but there's a lot of what ifs that's exactly if he wasn't then um, guilty then holy like that's terrible
1: yeah that's horrible this poor guy it's just like
0: a homeless guy living in his car and and so i I look at both sides and i'm like man exactly
1: if I, I, I understand both sides and, and it's, but that's what makes it tough is like you said, this guy might be, have done nothing wrong in his life other than some poor decisions yeah. on finance, whatever it is. And he's living in his car. And I saw that car one day and yeah. I thought, holy man, why would someone spray paint that car? That, yeah. Like what happened there? And it's because somebody had wrote that, but like and you he said, spray painted over. Yeah. Paint. So maybe a pissed off ex-wife or, or husband or whatever it was. Yeah. Could very easily make that accusation and then it just gets, then the sharks come in on social social media media and they blood in the water and then it starts spreading. So that's not right either. Yeah. So uh, that's, That's for these guys, you just, that's, be careful. Yeah. Whoever you are, you know what, I respect and I think that you're doing a great service to try to protect the community, but be careful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've just gone through it in the last week as well. With <laughs> yeah, I
0: see that. Wife's car got roused yeah. through, and so I wanted to know who it was. I found his picture on my cameras. That was cameras fast, too. And within within 12 hours, I, I had some words yeah. with him. Yeah. And then within another 12 hours, had more words with him. Yeah. Because he took off running after the first set of words I had with him. All non-violent. My, yeah. m- my goal was not to, be, no. to, to elevate it no. beyond that because, again... Um, that wasn't the purpose but i don't want him back in my yard no in my community or needs my un- needs just needs
1: to understand that like don't come around here everyone's watching because that guy's life clearly sucks already yep so punching him in the face it might make you feel good for a bit but at the end of the it, it's not going to change changing anything you, know. no. you just you know you just have a sore fist now
0: yeah and, and when when he said you know, yeah I, I i can't tell you what i took because i don't know because i hit a bunch of vehicles because i had a debt to pay and the guy that I owed money to is one bad one bad dude and and I had to pay him yeah and I said did yeah. he do that to your face because he had two and a half I of the saw the picture here. and he said yep I said I get it and so he, when he's like well whoa w- what do I what do I owe you and I said I, nothing because yeah hey I don't know what you took because <laughs> yeah. he just rooted through yeah, the yeah. there was change there was all kinds of stuff strewn about but it was a um, I said, I don't need you stealing from someone else to pay a debt to me. No. Period. No. I said, don't ever step foot in my yard again, though. I don't want to see you on my cameras. And I, I left it at that. Yeah. And I've seen him twice today. <laughs> yeah. And oh, down yeah. to Tim Hortons to grab a quick yeah. yeah. bite of lunch,
1: and he's sitting they're, on the they're, curb about. But the biggest thing is what is like with a lot of these groups and these guys is you. You're, I'm starting to recognize some of them more. Mm-hmm. And I'm very guilty of driving by these guys when they're on their bikes and stuff in my truck and just staring them down. Uh, yeah. like that you know just so that i and it's not because i think i'm tough and i'm just like trying to scare these guys what i want them to get from that is the community people are watching you yep. and i know who you are yeah and i'm gonna you know like pe- people need to, that and that's gonna help yep. with that problem you know luckily where i've been I, I did have my wallet stolen once somebody i didn't lock the vehicle one night that i don't us. normally have to, i yeah. i always do And one night I didn't. And that's the night. And they stole my wallet. Well, they went down to Husky and tapped every as much as they could. You know, I got my money back and we got the surveillance and you could kind of grainily see why, like, why is it that like security cameras don't (laughs) see anything? But, like, a GoPro that's this big is can film in, like, 4K. Yeah. like it, Every security system has you filming with a potato. That's yeah. It. Here, like we're it, selling you 26 potatoes to put around your property. That's yeah. what you're filming with. Just It doesn't seem quality. to, like, the... So you couldn't really see who it was, and the cops, like, well, you're not going to get your wallet back. Yeah. Thanks, Sherlock. Yeah. I figured that. <laughs> you know? Like, and yeah. it's not their fault. Like, the RCMP are spread thin, and there's you know like Grand Prairie was talking about getting local police yep I think that's a great idea because then that alleviates a lot of pressure from the RCMP you know
0: um, but the citizens have to pay for it that's, that's and so how much do your taxes go? exactly for? and it,
1: it, there's always a given and a take for we sure need more but city like Calgary they've got their own police Edmonton they, they, yeah they yep. can though because they're big enough they're the machine yep. is big enough to support it Yep. and it's it's good I look at Dawson Creek and the amount of taxes we pay and
0: it's like how much more do we put on right Who <laughs> but that, that's a different discussion well we the last to... time
1: i looked at my assessment i thought boy i don't i don't see the okanagan lake around here or <laughs> and you know any nice bodies of water yeah and you know it's the sewer infrastructure and i know they're they're doing repairs and upgrades i'm not i won't go down this rabbit hole too much but what we're paying for taxes we are getting jack shit yeah in my opinion Mm -hmm. i have a shitty old sidewalk still that was there probably from the 80s or before you know they did up to this point but decided not to do down my street and you're like (laughs) why just do the just do the whole block
0: you're still by our old place up around the corner
1: up on 17th there Mm -hmm. on yeah yeah. 92nd yeah yeah for sure not to give away exact locations yeah. sorry yeah <laughs> up in that area um, somewhere 41628 on yeah. uh, 90 that's right
0: that's right but uh w- w- i lived a blocks or two blocks south of there right and when i bought that place as my first place i paid 7500 bucks the year after i bought it to repave that street then my wife bought we were dating at the time bought the house right by you oh yeah and we moved up there then nice. they paved that street so we paid 7500 that year to pay right for our yeah, the, yeah, for, for that sure. one. And then when we moved into our house now, well, our, our street's okay. But now mm-hmm. they've changed the tax, the, yeah. the, the way the system works that we don't have to pay. You don't have to pay anymore for it. Now we all pay higher taxes. Mm. I'm like, damn it, we're paying to pay all of Dawson Creek
1: now. Well, and, and it's, and I'm not, I'm not a politician. I don't know the to crunch the numbers on what they're using. And to me, though, I guess is like the city... Our city is barely big enough to be a city. Right. And we've got a lot of amenities that are, are really great. Yep. You know, and and that's fine, but we're not big enough, we're not expanding enough and like to have some of these things, so we kinda of have to work with what we got. Yeah, and we're what and 12, 12, twelve to fourteen thousand people. And it hasn't hardly freaking changed in like thirty years. Yep. It's been like kind of the same. Yeah. But you know, like everybody's mad about the the splash park. And I get it. Because it is better than nothing. Yep. And I know that, like, it seems like what had happened was that probably some of the pipes didn't get drained, and they broke, and it was a big mess, and they couldn't use them again. But then they couldn't get anyone to be there uh, to monitor it. And it's like, well, in Fort St. John, it's a button, and the kids play. It's mm-hmm. a splash park. Yeah. No, you know, I know they had, when they had Rotary Lake there. And what happened to that girl is awful. It's and devastating. It's, and
0: for everybody that doesn't know, that's listening, that might not be a Dawson Creek local. Oh, as we, yeah. <laughs> we, we had a swimming pool on yes. the outskirts of town, an outdoor pool that I remember fondly that as was a great. going to yeah. all the time throughout the summer to go swimming in an outdoor pool that was, let's we'll say, chlorinated or brominated. I don't know what they used yeah, to Yeah, it
1: was treated. But it was a
0: treated outdoor pool. There's a lot of pee
1: in there. It would have been worse. If <laughs> <it was. laughs>
0: that's what kept things. <laughs> yeah. Killed off everything that ever got in there. Yeah. That's Yeah. <laughs> There's two types of kids in the world, those that pee in the pool and those that lie about being in the pool. Oh yeah, pool. yeah. Oh, 100%. But, uh, I, I don't eight years ago, ten years ago? Yeah, it was, it was a few now. A young girl got stuck in the water intake <sighs> yeah. system and got held under and drowned. She got her foot caught or something
1: yeah. had happened and I mean like... I, Bolts had been pulled oh, out of the grate yeah. or
0: something and something had opened yes. up and she got stuck in there and people tried to pull her out and they weren't successful. Horrible. Absolutely horrific. It just terrifies me as a parent.
1: I, yeah, I couldn't imagine the terror, the the feeling. Like it just make you sick.
0: Yeah. Now, and this is not. So they filled it in. Yeah. Let, let's, so after that, it got shut. It got drained. It got shut down. It got filled in two years ago. And but yeah, a yeah. local resident, Kelly uh, Svenson, put her feet to the ground. Did a ton of fundraising. Worked with Brown Social Health. She was working for Browns at the time, yeah. I think. And did a ton of fundraising. Right. And I don't know hundred thousand dollars something like that to build a spray park down Mm -hmm. at this location Mm -hmm. then the infrastructure wasn't there to actually pump the water through it properly so they dismantled it and put in some pipes that missed yes so now there's a pad with a few mist pipes and a button that you
1: push everybody fondly refers to them as the piss sticks (laughs) maybe that's just me i think it's hilarious because but you know what it works the kids went down there you know, I'm not going to not use it. It'll no. go cool off, whatever. Yep. um But I guess because I'm a Dawson Creek native, I've mm-hmm. born and raised here. Fort Saint John's kicking our ass. They are very in every way. Yeah, i they've got like there's twenty thousand people though. I think in Fort Saint John. Yeah, they're bigger Some, than we are for, for sure. sure. Yeah, but their last mayor they had and, and things like they really pushed for a lot of these kinds of things. You know as much as i i hate to say it like you know where our old pool used to be yep that would be a really good spot in my mind for a a splash park i've always said that yeah you know that's just space that's not being utilized and is our aquatic center the ken boric if that's leeching money out of our city to do city things then we can't have it like i'm not sure how that works but i i can't imagine that the amount of people using the Encana Center is paying to keep the lights on in the Encana Center. I don't have any. And the amount of there. money that they're even getting from Oventive, sorry, I can't. Admit, like that place probably just a natural gas to burn and electricity a month is probably thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be cheap. It's no a big building. So I, I'd like to see it utilized more. Yeah, you know, like and and we're also coming off the pandemic. Yep, things are everything shut down a lot. Yep, and people. A lot of people stayed kind of mold people and stayed inside and they didn't really, they have realized that, well, we don't really have to go anywhere. Yeah. I, you know, for me, it was just like, they are not going to keep me trapped forever. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, it was a, it was a bad time, but it was, it was harder on my children than it was me. Yeah. That's the part that bothers me is that it was my kids that suffered, not me. My
0: boy was born two days into it. Yeah, and my, so my his, son was
1: a year old when this happened. His
0: entire life. So we got out of the hospital the day that they locked the hospitals down basically and so his entire first two years of life was masked people not around a lot of people not like it was just it it was definitely my son
1: for a while he kept going like this and like opening his eyes really wide when he was talking and i'm like wonder why he's doing that and then i realized because of people wearing a mask all you see is their eyes moving when you're talking yep that i was it, it was heartbreaking because it's like ugh. i was so happy my kids weren't in, in kindergarten or yeah in school oh yeah that would have been bad
0: going down that was yeah five-year-olds were forced to wear the masks in kindergarten
1: it was so hard to explain to my little kids and like you got to wear the mask and it, you know and, and the way i explained it was like we're just this is to like try to you know if you got a cold or something you don't want to be sneezing this because this can really hurt like grandpa you yep. know Yep, you know my my grandpa's eighty two years old. It, yeah. it you know, it could have very very easily. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a respect thing for elderly people as I I kind of looked at it in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Um, but that changed everything so much, and I think we're starting to kind of climb out of it. But yeah, yeah, I don't. It 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 was a strange thing. But with this with the city, like I said, I I think Dober is doing a good job. I don't I don't think he you know he's, he seems like a great guy i don't know him personally i've met him a few times like you talked to him uh back before and and it's not just on him this no. this situation no he's the
0: face right that's right. What the when i think of the president when i think of the mayor when i think of a premier yes. or whatever they're the face of the organization the organization is making and decisions the ones that
1: get shit on really yep. at the end of the day but when we're and and i maybe i'm speaking out of turn here but do we have too much of an old boys club going on in our council to where we're not getting moving forward on some things that are like you know well we got a co-op yeah but we need another splash (laughs) park okay you know like that's kind of what i i kind of feel like it's like well bring back the co-op cafeteria well exactly yeah they'll put all the money in the world i know it was great i remember as a kid but you know and i shouldn't get too far into that because uh, everybody's trying to do their job the best they can. Yep. I'm not saying that it's that's the case but are we looking at it as like yeah, we people are proud of of Dawson being a certain way and I get that. But we also have to understand that like things do need to change a little bit and move forward to make things better at, at the end right yeah. if we stay in the same without progression you know, things will stagnate e- and die yes and then we're because look at all the buildings in the last few years yep. that have burnt down yeah look and there's the nothing core. and there's no infrastructure of any sort to like well, we've got these gaps
0: when we had four lanes in the downtown core brenda rod and tim owned the building we were in yeah and, and that included the Four buildings beside it, small little. There was. A I remember shop. when you guys expanded yeah. next
1: door, and I was just like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, the store so is that we much. We bigger. filled the Napa store right because <laughs>
0: yeah. it's Corlains and yeah. Napa, and we filled the Napa yeah. side. But then there was the there was a deli, there was a hairdresser shop, yeah, and mm, I don't remember what the other one was. Griffins well, down there. Well, and, but Griffins was no longer their building. That was the next building. Oh right. So there's now an empty. Oh, park I there. see. Yes, that was the potbelly deli, and it caught oh, fire yeah. and it burned down, right. and that was part of their building. And so when that burned down, it's like, okay, well, insurance will pay to rebuild, but to build a brand new building there, our taxes, or their taxes on that would have been worth more than you could rent it out for. And so it's, again, this is a a broken system. I've now been talking with some other people. Uh, They were asking me, they wanted me to run for council this year. My wife convinced me out of it and I'm kind of happy she did, but I'd (laughs) like to have more of a voice and play more of a role. I
1: would certainly back you on council. (laughs) like uh, You know, it yeah you
0: should but she or, or but um i'm talking to people now that are trying to there's big vacant lots downtown mm-hmm. where things have burnt down yeah and you can't afford to build on it because of what your taxes will be based on per square foot and this is something we could have darcy in and we could talk about this and yeah
1: let, yeah but here from the city side so say so sure. like what's the you know like old wildcat video yep. burnt down so we have a lot of sp- we're getting more and more spaces where it's like you know well, but what are we going to put here? Like, right. it has to be something that, like, is it viable? Is it going to be something that we need? Are we going to utilize it? Yep. You know, I love seeing the fact that, like, a like post and Row. Yeah, seeing amazing. a local company like that. Yep, uh, he's doing all. They're doing great in the Roadhouse. Yep. Like, that's amazing. Yep. Like, good for them. Well, and I I want that, and that's like supporting local. Yep, that's exactly what that, that is. is. Like, <laughs> and it's great, and it's bringing
0: people back to the downtown. Exactly, core. and that, when, yes, when we go out to. Nova Scotia to visit my sister we'll go downtown Halifax and there's one street in particular I don't remember what it's called but they've actually shut it down to the road so all the businesses have expanded out onto the road nice so there's a walking trail down the middle right they've all got patios out front they've all got a draw to go hang out down there
1: that's amazing
0: so you think about all the vacant lots downtown Dawson and again it's a fine line because you can't leave them out because they become new injection sites and new well, hangouts and stuff like that. So, I mean, you have to be able to put put it all out during the day, pull it in during the night or yeah. something like that. But I mean, I love the concept of let's bring people back downtown. Let's get a farmer's market going downtown. Let's utilize some of these vacant lots to, and, and the city should be able to sell something for a dollar or just give a tax break if you're willing mm. to uh, build a new, bring something in. And I don't, I don't care what it is, but something to draw people. And we have so
1: many tourists come through here oh. how do we get them to actually want to hang stay. out in the downtown core and stay for because a you're minutes? right they could close it down and like have the mile zero post that whole little section as a walking area. as a walking area now there's places like lawrence's where people are like that place gets used all the yeah. time Yeah, and for you know but either yeah. but you could do it because what always amazed me was the amount of people coming the alaska highway like when i was 14 15 uh, I worked at the co-op gas bar where the old location was like, Yep. back in the day pumping gas yep. it was a great job as a teenager it was fantastic yep. you talked to tons of Americans that were coming through I always found it so funny that you know lots of times when they're going up they're just like yeah we're just heading to Alaska and they kind of made it sound like it was like a hop, skip and a jump for them <laughs> you know like, like oh yeah we're going to go drive we're to we're mile zero now it's like, close oh, well it's a ways Yeah. and then when they'd come back they're all like we had to drive through Canada a long time, and you're like, did you guys not look at the map? <laughs> and there was no Google it, back Because even then. in movies, they always show, like, we're going to Alaska, and they're in the lower 48, and they're like, Alaska. <laughs> you drove through a country that's almost twice as big as the lower, like, as you take you take British Columbia and overlay it on the United States, it's it takes up a California, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, you know, yeah, parts of big. Mexico, like, it's huge. <laughs> And then, you you know, you're still driving through the Yukon. Yep. So you've got to, like, it's a huge country. Yeah. But we get a lot because yep. the Alaska Highway is an incredible feat. That's why I, I get real pissy when I see streets torn up for three months. And I'm like, boys, they built the Alaska Highway in nine fucking months. <laughs> With old shitty cable dozers and yep. horseback and, like, come on. Yeah. I know it was the military. Yeah. But still, like, that was, you imagine just, I was thinking, like, going through the sickening. Oh man! You just How just you, in particular, just for once for whatever reason, I always think when I drive through there, I'm like, "Good lord!" The cuts that they had to do, oh, man. the corduroying of of, oh. of wood, the cutting all the trees
0: down, putting that down because it's yep. just it's loon shit as a base. It's, oh yeah, it's, just it's, all
1: slippery clay yep. and there's just and so they
0: <laughs> drop all the trees, lay them down, gravel on top, bury a couple cats because you couldn't get you them couldn't out get of get them all they're they're now stuck part there of the, forever. Yep. Yeah, and 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 we have a section of street torn up for two years. No,
1: I, I know that you know i know that everybody's got to do their thing and it takes time and i know especially like working in a city there's so much that can go wrong so fast yeah. when you're when you're digging and you know exposing old pipe and some of the old piping we have was put in by the american military that we're still using as water lines yeah you know yeah so they they got to be real careful and i get that but sometimes i'm just like come on guys <laughs> you know and i i don't know i went way too down far down the rabbit hole my bitching about the city (laughs) i love i love dawson creek i really do and i'm not saying i i have all the answers because that's not what i'm going to claim but it just seems like lately things aren't going the way i would like with the amount i'm paying to stay in the city what's keeping me here that's the question that council to me should say what's keeping people in dawson creek because you know what a lot of people if they get the opportunity what are they going to do they're going to move out of town Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to live in the outdoors yep but also if it was like way cheaper and you had more or you paid a lot of tax but you got a lot back Mm -hmm. then it's worth it what keeps you here what resources what amenities are we getting that's extra
0: yeah
1: you know good question and i at this point there's not really much keeping me they i you know i love i want to move out of town just because i like being out in the country because i like to be able to take a leak wherever i like shoot guns off at whatever time i feel necessary you know it's want- one of those things where if i want to go target practice at eight o'clock at night so what
0: my my running yeah. joke is I want, I want to move to a piece of property big mm-hmm. enough that i can walk naked to my hot tub yeah shoot guns from the hot tub and have nobody complain about either
1: you know what i i shot a moose in my underwear <laughs> and i'll tell you it was riveting you know, I bet. And I feel like I, I get what you're saying. Shooting something naked, I feel like, is like... From the hot tub. Yeah, from the hot tub. I was thinking just targets, but I mean... Oh, You could right. take, take that. <laughs> target, you know what? You get a good... You get some elk coming through, something like that. Call them in, eh? Sitting up there. Yeah. It, it And it's for me, it's because of the outdoors. And it's not like we're far. No. It takes two, you know, five minutes if you want to be out of town... I have shot
0: a deer from within seven minutes of the miles zero yeah, post. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know,
1: like that bear. Legal? D- legal? What He <laughs> <works? Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah. was a ways, but I got him. Yeah. Um, those ladies that got mauled by that black bear last year up on Bear Mountain. Yep. Like that was nuts. Those ladies are tough. Like yep. they were getting chewed on. That that was crazy. What and happened? And then the there. son punched the bear, beat the bear. He well, got chewed up. Oh yeah, because that bear was. He was eating them like he was that was his kill like and then that was that's that predatory black bear thing. He he was laying on top of one of them them. when the cops heard help Think about that whole cop seeing that. That's horrific. The cops
0: are looking at blood on the ground and they're walking looking for it and then they just hear help
1: me. And And a woman's
0: laying underneath the bear. They shine the light over and its eyes and ears go boom and it kind of does one of these and then the cop puts it down like Oof. amazing what, what what that officer did because he had he'd gone out of his way to go pick up his own his own
1: side by side that's what i heard is I, I don't remember he, if he was off duty he went, or went but he was, whipped but, up there very quick yep. which is probably the only reason that they were alive is the yeah. fact that he got there and shot that bear when he did yeah now the the thing about that area and i and i i'm not making light of this but where i was talking about it and they said you know there's a bear attack up on bear mountain and I said, well, they call it that, not because it's shaped like a bear, right? <laughs> you know, there's yeah. there's a lot of bear. There's just a lot of black bears in general. Probably, yep. I would say, I, I don't know for sure, but I would say Br- British Columbia probably has the densest population of black bears anywhere in the world, other than maybe Alaska. Right. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and we could argue that, like, we're touching so much with Alaska and BC. It's yep. like, well, are those our bears or your bears? Yeah. You know? There's a lot of bears in this neck of the woods. Yeah, you? there's, there's lots. And and so that happening was crazy. But what I think was led up to it was the fact that that bear had become habituated. Maybe not necessarily with food, but just with seeing people all the time. Mm-hmm. And what I can't get over is how many people go running and jogging on these trails, listening to music, yep. running through the forest, prey, not able to hear yep. anything. Yeah, I guess. And to me, I'm just like, that's insane. You should be able to hear because you might hear that bear crashing through the bush mm-hmm. or that cow moose that thinks you're too close to its calf and yeah. comes and stomps you to death. <laughs> like,
0: we, we were up there the day before those ladies got mauled, uh, yeah. doing a little quad and bicycle ride. That we, my uncle bought a couple e bikes, and so we're testing them out for the first time. Thanks. So we had a side by side with our kids like four of us in the side by side and yeah. they were both on their e-bikes to go put 10k on and then we traded so we got to test out these e-bikes and so we went up and cool. cruised along the wind towers there oh yeah and there was seven different vehicles parked of people having a picnic i think that was on saturday and they got hold mm-hmm. on sunday all these families parked out there having picnics people hiking down over the cliffs yeah the rim rocks there and i mean i don't think there was a gun on no. the property i didn't I see don't. i didn't see anyone with Pack and heat so it's, it's yeah just, it it was it had become such an attraction for the locals to go kill a saturday or kill a sunday yeah. and have some fun out there and and go out and then, yeah they had the food on the tailgate there was all these vehicles at every pullout there was a different group kind of yeah. thing so no it was it was well known and no attacks but just like shark attacks there could be people in the water every day off the coast of california and when you yeah. get up in a chopper the sharks are there
1: Always, we well, circling the sea all around them some just giant tiger shark that's yeah. just beetling along there and you're like yeah. oh i the ocean is full of monsters let's get you know, living daylights yeah. out of me <laughs> i i don't i have the physique i feel like i would look like a seal from the surface <laughs> so i'm fucked out i'm not i'll go in a you know what i'd go in a cage to see a great white i yeah. think that would be amazing yeah but somewhere tropical i'm not i I just i don't know there's some (laughs) things where i'm like i'll take my grizzly bears yeah you know hopefully you might see them coming (laughs) yeah exactly shark (laughs) you have no idea yeah so (laughs) it's uh but you know that habituation uh that that's happening and i think people forget because of instagram because of like and it's great that people want to get out and go hiking and and do all these things and be active that's that's great because the outdoors i love it i get it but they're forgetting that it is still nature because they don't people are going out that don't know what they're looking at. Like they walk by a pile of bear shit as big as your head that's still green. And yep. That bear is 10 feet from you and you don't know he's there. For me, I'd see that and be like, ooh, there's a bear. There's a big bear right close. And you're gonna think about it and take those precautions. A lot of people aren't gonna think about it. They don't maybe know that. There's Saskatoons for three miles along where you're walking. Yeah. And there's bears everywhere. Now, bears eating berries are probably not going to worry about you because they're getting their food. Unless you're taking their berries. That's right. Which I was going (laughs) to jump into this one with your first bear story.
0: Yeah. Um, We went back into, again, your dad's old stomping grounds where he used to guide back in Silver Sands where you were sledding. And uh, we, I don't know how many kilometers we were down there. We got to a spot where... Quite a ways in and we found some berries and I'm talking not two or three. You just sit down and you keep eating till you're, till you're, till you're full. And there was like six of us huckleberries. Yeah. yeah. And we're just sitting there just filling our faces with huckleberries. But we wheeled into the spot, picked a bunch of berries and we had to stop. Like we didn't, we didn't go there to go (laughs) berry pick and we're quadding. And so we, we, we fill our faces there, go back to the quads and there's a grizzly bear just, I don't know, 40, 50 yards from us. And it's just walking in the other direction. And, And like you said, with your, You set off your predator call Mm. and that seemed to have flipped a switch. Oh, it did. And so I picked a blade of grass and I do this all the time when I see bears now, when I'm a safe distance away and I just started and I just go hard on it and I just blow it, blow it, blow it as fast and as hard as I can just nonstop. And that sucker, when we all came out and somebody fired their quad up, it started to run away. And I I said, shut it off. And I started doing that and it stopped, spun around around, and it started coming. It it, it didn't just stop and look, it stopped and it went from running away to I'm on it. Yeah. He's stalking us now. Oh yeah. And he was coming back and and, and then again, (laughs) fire the bike up and oh, I got to get out of here. And he took off and then I just blew it again and he spun around. Now, now we're talking, he's 150 to 200 yards away. So Mm -hmm. I feel comfortable playing with him, but he's just, yeah, it, it was, it flipped a switch in his brain. Oh yeah. There's a, there's a squealing mouse, rabbit, whatever over there. And they're like predator.
1: Yeah. They Um, they turn and then that's where I'd not experienced that with bears before. I'd never even thought about it. Yeah, it was watching some show and (laughs) somebody was you know talked about using predator calls for hunting bears. I think it was somewhere in the states. Okay, and they were doing it and they talked about how it it worked really well. Yeah, and bring them in. And I thought like, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, why not? Like a squealing moose calf. Like they're they're predators still. Like they're you know they and so. funny so after that happened i thought to myself because i kind of had an i had some nightmares for a couple days where i just kept seeing the look on that bear's face yeah just its beady little eyes yeah just staring at me and i was just <laughs> so i had you know but i i'm like i'm not gonna not go back out yeah. like that that's not gonna stop me no you know i it was my fault 100 i was not prepared for what i had done i flipped the switch that i yeah. didn't know what was gonna happen right and that's an, that was an experience it was also uh being bold bolder than i should have been and i'm just yep. lucky that because if i would have tripped <laughs> that bear would have mauled me in front of my wife on your own porch on my porch Yeah, and, and she it wouldn't have had
0: a gun to quickly she, no it would have been it you know been too late by the time she dug it out
1: yeah so i so i go out a couple weeks later with my dad and he wants to see it he's like oh, i've never done it either he's like i want to see black bear how they react to it <laughs> And I'm still a little bit post-PATSD, but I'm like, no, this is a good way to get over this because they're not monsters. Right. They're just animals, and I, I made that mistake. Yep. So we go out, we go down, and we get on this old pipeline, and and uh, we stop and kind of peek over. and Oh, yeah, there's a blackberry. He's feasting on clover right there. And he's probably, he's 150 yards away, but he's laying down, and he's not looking at us. He's no idea we're there. So we traipse up to about 80 yards and stop. And Dad's like, hit that call. And I'm just like like you hit the call i said <laughs> oh, i'm gonna have my rifle so i had my 7mm 08 and i had it ready and because i and so he hits the call and that bear jumped up turned around and just started coming towards it's not not like on a dead run but on like i would say an animal that's spring loading yeah they're they're getting winding ready. up getting ready to yeah. to jump on something and kill it yeah and we had to step out, we, he got up to about 30, 40 yards and we stepped out of the kind of the, where we were hiding and stopped him and he still stood there and we walked backwards all the way back to the rhino yep. and he stood there the entire time staring us down like I was having some salad and you guys <laughs> fucked with me and you're not even anything I can eat, like he looked mad. <laughs> yeah. And, but it just, like you said. Well, it's an easy meal. Yeah. A wounded animal is an easy Absolutely, meal. Absolutely. And it's a good meal. Yeah. So, and, <laughs> so, yeah. it, it did get me over it. I'm glad it happened at the time. I felt like my heart was going to explode, but it was also good because I didn't want to be scared. Yeah. You know, I'm always thinking that th- about bears in the sense that they're there. Yep. They can always be there. Keep your wits about you. It's, it's the sights, the smells. Like I find in during hunting that I, I really focus on, <clears throat> everything but nothing like i'm really just trying to just really listen yeah. really well stop listen Some we, smells
0: weird we all need you know. to unplug and reconnect with nature we need to be balanced we need to be yeah. brought back because we are so caught mm-hmm. up in technology digital um you always have mm-hmm. a screen on like yeah. we we as a human species mm-hmm. need need to unplug oh and absolutely. get out there and touch the ground like go barefoot walk around barefoot and, like, i don't care what it is you yeah. need to reconnect and
1: edibles that you can find like berries you know we pick morel mushrooms in the spring and things like that and, and getting that kind of uh connection back to it but you know you get to where you start being able to smell and you're like oh well, yeah there's definitely a bull moose somewhere around here or, yeah. or you find then you find a wallow or, or whatever it is yeah. but you or know a bear kill or a bear that's like that's what i'm trying to smell all the time amount is, is, is rotten yep. Rotten meat. Rotten. And that's yep. as soon as I pick it up. Now, in the fall, some of those, uh, what are those mushrooms called that we have? Like the Vikings took them, you ever, they, where they went on their crazy, yep. like, raid, and they all yep. took those mushrooms. They fought naked. Do you ever hear about that? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. some kind of crazy no, mushroom. No, but I want to look it up it's now. A, but it's, a, it's an hallucinogen, but it's also a poison. Like, it's a very, but Fun. they rot. And they, so you can smell them sometimes, yes. and you'll get that, yep. that waft, and you're like, Pfft. what's here? you like, no, 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 no. It's it's mushrooms. But, you know, so I just, that reminded me because of this one spot. So I I went with one of my friends out elk hunting um, one evening. And it was a good, it was a good area. I know there's elk there. Sun's going, it's getting lower. We had about 40 minutes of light. And I'm like, we can walk in here in 10 minutes. Let's get in here. Let's call hard down into this draw where there's this creek. So I call a few times. I get an elk answer. But he answers once and then he doesn't say anything and I'm kind of humming and hawing I'm like well do I go after him it's always like or is he coming towards me and that time he was coming and yeah, I yeah. busted he busted me hard and gone and there was no he's not coming back but we started working our way out it's getting darker and I thought you know what we got to this kind of this old fence line I'm like I'm going to call down in the bottom because he maybe is trying to come back around you never right. know and so I call and nothing and all of a sudden, a wolf howls. So close, it felt like it was rattling me. Ooh, like it just lights up. And then another one, and another one. And I look at my buddy, and I'm like, those wolves are close, man. And we start walking out, and you can hear them running around. You can, like, they're 30, 40 feet, but it's all thick, older, yeah. and it's getting dark. Yep. And you can hear them yipping and talking to each other, and howling, and like... There, you could hear them running through the trees. You could hear the sh- 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 yep. And so we're walking, and he's like, you know, he's like, wolves don't attack people. I'm like, not usually, <laughs> but I'm like, he thinks we're an elk. Well, I'm like, they probably don't think we're an elk at this point, right? But they came in thinking we were, yeah. And a predator is still a predator. I'm like, the likelihood of getting attacked by wolves, it like hardly ever happens. I'm like, but let's not be a statistic, yeah. So we 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 keep walking, and we're picking up the pace. But I'm like, let's just because uh, I'm kind of i'm not worried about because i've grown up here and i've never really thought about wolves as being an an animal that's going to attack me but when that was happening i definitely was a little bit you know i'm like let's pick up the pace and get out of here but i'm like nobody we can't run because if we if somebody started running and fell in that scenario that really could trigger something yeah running again your prey your prey the moment you run with a predator
0: they go into predator mode in your prey
1: yeah we both have our rifles we get out of there we get kind of into it like it kind of breaks out of the trees and into an opening and there's an old like a fire trail that had been pushed in there and the quads are you know another 50 meters from there and as soon as we get to that opening it was like they were escorting us out of there because they stopped but they started howling and howling and howling and we sat there on that those quads they probably howled for 20 minutes Hmm. and it was just amazing it was haunting because you could hear like there's one really deep and and there was i would say there was probably five to six yep. of them there and that's the pack that's always kind of run west of where i grew up there yeah there's always been a pack they've never gotten too big or too small they've always kind of been around yeah it seems like and they stay on that side of the creek i yep. think there's a couple of different ones uh but it was uh you know you don't get to experience that very often no Nope and it was amazing. No kidding. Scary, Yeah. kind of, you know, too, but it was also that's where you keep your wits about you, because as soon as you panic, you we, never know. We had that happen with, I was a kid, I would have been 10, my sister was
0: 12, and my parents, and we went out behind, we had dad, mom and dad had, I don't know, seven acres out in the country, and we yeah. had permission on land behind us, and we had hiked out there, and I think we were just chasing deer at that time, and it started to get dark, and we got we were back there a little too long yeah and coyotes oh yeah did the exact same thing to us they were all around us you could hear them you could hear them yipping you could hear them running Mm. and it was basically loaded guns and walking out as a (laughs) family me the little one over here just a tasty little fat morsel at 10 years old
1: that's the thing with coyotes too is like they're attacking people in cities because they're smart i would say that a coyote is probably smarter than a wolf in some and maybe not maybe smarter is not the right i would say they're more adaptable yeah they are very quick to change to to whatever they need to to survive yeah you know when the world ends there's going to be cockroaches coyotes and politicians left <laughs> them, you know and they'll all be fighting for that biscuit left and yeah. so but it's still that can be terrifying and it and it really should make you feel like there's there's a reason we're leaving because it's when people get like you know people getting gored by bison and yellowstone I shouldn't <laughs> laugh but they think it's like a zoo. Yeah, these tourists come in there and they go selfie. up to a fifteen hundred pound bull bison, and they are ordinary critters. Yep. Nobody's ever been like bison are just so wonderful. Can't wait to get one as a
0: pet. Oh the yeah, tree.
1: love them. Smart and just love you. You know they want to stomp the shit out of you. Yep. And people are and same thing with bears in these parks. Yep. And what really bothers me is that you have somebody, some tourist, approach a sow grizzly with cups. And they get attacked by that cell. She and she being, gets put down. Yeah. No. The, in my mind, this wasn't like a bear came into a camp and drugged somebody out of their tent and ate them. Right. This was a mother bear protecting its babies. The most natural thing of all mam- animals. Yeah. Protecting our young. Yeah. From and an influencer gets, who wants a selfie. Well, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's not fair. No. That poor, like, I'm not saying that was okay they got attacked, but you did that. Right. So, you know, if anything, you should be punished for it and yeah. fined, as opposed to shooting that bear. Right. Like she's yeah. just being a bear. That's what you're they being do. a retard. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that word. <laughs> she shouldn't be Canceled. a dummy. Yeah. Sorry, it's just you know what I mean. Don't First be a, and last podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Shouldn't be a dummy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, jeez Louise, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> But I mean it is. It's just so moronic to
0: do it. Yep. And, um... Every video I see, I'm like, well, they deserved it. Those bison ones blow my... And the bear ones. Yeah. Guys feeding them. Guys trying to just take a picture. I love
1: the Russian ones because it's always Russia. You're like, you want to see something insane? And they'll be (laughs) just like... And they're just like feeding these bears and stuff. And you're like, oh, somebody's going to die. For sure. They all have one as a pet. Did you ever see that video of these Russian guys that are... They must have been gold mining or something and they're in, like, their tent. And their dog is keeps chasing this like grizzly cub down the bank and this grizzly cub keeps coming up and the dog and the the cub are kind of almost playing like they're not being really too aggressive but then the cub's getting mad and he's kind of doing little bluff charges they're laughing away and all of a sudden the dog comes back and then the sow comes up on the bank and she is a big sow (laughs) And the video was her just running into the tent, and then it ends. Holy so I don't know if those guys died. Yeah. They probably did, yeah. or they got destroyed. Yeah. But it was just like you see the cub, and like it's in a it's a big dog, and the cub wasn't small. Yeah. About the size of the dog, like it probably a Malamute looking mm-hmm. kind of dog. Mm-hmm. When that sow stepped up, you're just like, oh, she's big, she meant and she looked and was this like, <laughs> nah. So yeah, it's people play around, and and I just hate to see animals getting put down when it's someone else's fault mm-hmm. for something like yeah. that
0: well and, and you know
1: I'll, I'll, I'll go back to
0: jeremy and not to keep bringing it back to him but after his grizzly attack everyone mm-hmm. wanted to go back out and try and put it on that he's Why? like no i was in its backyard yeah it did what it does it's a bear that's what you expect Can i have a do? lot
1: of respect for for that for that yep. guy because you know a lot of people would get the like you know let's get our torches yep. and our pitchforks and let's go hunt down frankenstein yeah <sighs> Robbie Austin was the same actually because after his
0: mauling, after all his rehab and he could walk yeah. again and stuff, his for his next hunt was actually a grizzly bear hunt with a oh, buddy wow. who had a tag, and um, and they got charged. He, he got oh, he was stalked by a black bear on that one and another. That's crazy, pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. And, but but again, he's like, I didn't go on the grizzly bear hunt to kill a grizzly bear. My buddy asked, do you want to come along on this hunt? And he's like, yeah, I got to get back out into the bush. So I'll come along. Yeah. And they're looking at grizzlies on a hillside, three of them in a bowl and a black bear had been through their camp, destroyed their camp, had their scent and it was following (laughs) the scent. And so it's walking towards them at just a standard pace, but not looking at them. It's looking left, looking right, looking left, looking right. And it's just keep walking straight towards them. And so they get up, get up on a log, take a shot, fall off the log, and it picks up its pace And it keeps And they had to put it down Like it was
1: Robbie not the best guy To go chase bears with By the sounds of it, but. <laughs> it Sounds like he's a bit Of a bear magnet That's like my one buddy Like we This is just funny Like Goes back to just Kind of messing with bears too And that's as dumb as Because it. it was dumb When you grow up Around some things You kind of get You get comfortable Yep We were way up Working up the OJ And this guy We are working with Wanted a picture of a bear and we're like Oh it's a spring Like we'll see lots Yeah So here's this one little Two-year-old Blackberry, you know, just booted from his mom, little scruffy bugger. And he's down off the bank of the road. He's on this log. Or he's he's below this log. He's kind of standing there. And he, he keeps kind of looking up at us. And we're whistling at him and yelling, trying to get him to just look. Because he the guy just wanted to get a picture of the bear looking yeah. at him. My buddy's like, I'll get his attention. Hums a rock. And it was just like it had eyes. And it beamed that bear on the top of the head. It wasn't a big rock. And that bear turned around and he got up on that log and all of his hair stood up on his back and it looked like a cat is the best way i can describe it is that that he started like reaching forward like this coming up the log like a like a cougar in Uh, my mind yeah and the guy's just like holy shit we all jumped back (laughs) in the truck and we're kind of laughing about it and then i think like man that bear could have like we like Once again, it's just, you shouldn't be messing with wildlife. Yeah. You know? (laughs) It's just that what it comes down to. Yep. Or be prepared if you are going to start things in motion, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, but.
0: On that note, there is one thing I want to wrap up with, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a bit of a shameless plug for... Your family, your dad has, has a bit of a company that I want to kind of throw out there, a new business venture yeah. that he put out there, yeah, and I kind yeah. of want to talk about that, and it's the white worst. fang antler Shoes. Yeah. I think it's a good spot oh, to it's, end. It's great. Um, if you have a dog or know someone that has a dog, you should get out and pick up some white fang antler Shoes yeah. that are antlers that have naturally fallen off moose, elk, deer yeah. that uh, employs locals to cut them up and mm-hmm. package them and distribute and sell them at quite a few stores locally and uh yeah they're excellent priced three different sizes and they are local support local yeah and and if you're not local and still support local yeah in Dawson Creek
1: well and I mean (laughs) the the thing is with them too is like a dogs love them yep they they do it's not just plugging for it like we've had dogs they've always chewed Mm -hmm. on antlers now my dad is very passionate about going and finding them yeah he's you might even say Crazy about it, <laughs> intense. But he just loves being out. Yep. And if there's a guy that can go find him, Hit he's him. the guy. And, yeah. and that, that's just it. These are these are naturally shed. They're just going to get chewed on. What do you find when you find an old moose antler? They're chewed by squirrels, yep. porcupines, mice. Everything choose choose them because it's tons of calcium. Yep. And you might as well. They're just sure. going to lay there. They're going to rot. And, mm. and it takes a lot of effort, and you're hiking in and finding these antlers and 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 doing all this and i'm, I'm really proud of him i'm glad he, he's got that going because i'm like it's something you love doing yeah you know he gets so
0: excited i think he's the only guy in my contact list that texts me pictures of antlers on the ground oh yeah
1: <laughs> he's like look at this one look at this one i found this one look at and so yeah i always get antler well, pictures from him but you're lucky you're not getting so he we send pictures of bear shit to each other <laughs> all the time that's our our thing is is I like to, you know, in the spring, you find a big pile. Yep. He loves to put reference. He like he had he had the dog lay by one to show me scale. <laughs> He's like, look how big that pile is next to Bella. I'm just like, oh, that, <laughs> my, like, that's a huge pile, right? You know what? I'll send him pictures of my boot beside one. And, and it's just kind of one of those things because both him and I, my dad isn't a bear hunter in the sense that he doesn't kill bears, but he is definitely a bear hunter. He just loves to go see bears and, yep. and, and, and you know, be around it. Yep and uh it, it's it's great but talk about you know like sending these pictures and trying to judge bears by the size of their shit i think is a legitimate thing yeah you know yeah and it's just it's just for fun <laughs> and it's a weird thing so why not white fang
0: antler shoes. uh matt are they online do we have them on our, uh, our website I'm we have them here at core lanes all different sizes small medium large if they're not online now they will be by tomorrow so corelanes.com check out white fang antler shoes and i also want to thank you roman for coming thank, in and, no, and for sitting down man. to have this bs yeah. session it was it was great yeah and we didn't know where it was going to go and it went everywhere it went a
1: little yeah We're definitely po- we went
0: politics yeah. we went outdoors and, and from that i'll say uh with the dawson creek discussion a lot of cool points came up worth pursuing and and, and I, yeah i'd
1: good. like to
0: get darcy dober and yeah, sit down and have should. a
1: discussion and, uh, I almost even, said a word that's really bad that I didn't mean to. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like, of all things. Just, oh, my goodness. You know, Hopefully, I won't get canceled. Well, no. I can't be canceled if I got nothing, you know? There you go. Uh. There you go.
0: <laughs> so, I uh, just want to thank our sponsors Ballistics Custom Turrets, ballistics.ca, and the most accurate, precise, and affordable long range target solutions you can get your hands on. Thank you all for tuning in, and have a great day.